What's up, guys? Tonight we're going to talk about the Eagles versus the Falcons. Are you on board? What do you think? Um, we're going to do a fuck you, Ben. We got Corner Pub Popcorn. We got Jordan Scop of Foul Ball Safety Now. He's going to talk about how we can uh, make baseball more safe with uh, foul balls and people getting hurt. Um, I'm Ryan. We got Gary. We got Sean. This is Corner Pub Sports. Hi, I'm Brian Prob from the Philadelphia Flyers. You're listening to Corner Pub Sports. Oh, fat bitch! You fat bitch! Pub Sports. What is up, everybody? Corner Pub Sports coming at you here live on a Friday night. Yo, we yo, are yo. on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You check it out. We're on it. What is going on, everybody? And uh, as you heard in the intro, we have... Like flies on shit. We're on it. We're on it. We're on it. Like uh, you heard, uh, Jordan Scott will be joining us in about an hour uh, from Foul Ball Safety Now. You heard, uh, you heard the intro, Brian? <laughs> Prop with the intro. What the fuck, man? I didn't hear that part. I didn't hear. I didn't hear. I didn't hear that part. Huh? I'm taking that part off. I'm taking that intro off. I'm taking that intro off the show. Huh? You guys are fucked up. I didn't hear. That's not cool. I didn't hear. He's a Hall of Famer. Knock it off. Knock it off. Does he remember? Assholes. So, what is up, everybody? We're coming at you in rare form, as we always do, but um. Like I said, Jordan's going to join us in about an hour. Uh, next week, we're going to have C.G. Carter on. He's going to teach you, and we never talk about MMA fighting on the show. We ne- we just never do. We're not into it. I I mean, no particular reason. I just, I watch it when it's on, but I'm not like, you know, a freak about it. No. However. That, like, I, that was never my thing. Like, I was a big boxing fan, but when the heavyweight division, like that, that whole sport, honestly, but when the heavyweight division went down the tubes, I, I I just never, not that I dislike it, I just never got into the MMA. In, yeah. in your opinion, when did heavyweight boxing take a shit? Uh, it probably started going down the tubes when uh, Mike Tyson if, if uh, when Mike Tyson got arrested for beating up Robin Givens. Um, but then you did have one or two. Like uh, Lennox Lewis is a completely underrated boxer. What about Bernard Hawkins? I'm talking about the heavyweight division. Oh, heavyweight, heavyweight only. Um, but Lennox Lewis is a complete underrated. I think he would have been a very good fighter in any era. But probably when Mike Tyson got arrested, that's when it started going down the tubes. And then, like after that, like Sean mentioned, you had Bernard Hawkins. You had the middleweight. You didn't division. like Klitschko. You weren't. In a, you weren't I did in a- like Klitschko, but I 
thought if the competition was better, he wouldn't have been nowhere near as good as he do, was. Do you remember? Do you guys remember the whole buildup with fucking Tommy Morrison? He's knocking everybody to. He's knocking everybody to fuck out. Yeah, I seen that movie. It was Rocky Five. No, 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 that was no. awesome. <laughs> no, dude. No. Uh, this Rattlers, Rattlers on the roof. My, my, my ring's outside. Yo, he had he he had a big fucking sight. A, fight plan and then he ended up with fucking yeah tommy morrison was um he might have been the next big thing yes and then he ended up with cancer not not cancer what aids aids yeah 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 so he got this everyone has aids everyone has aids annually inflicted that sentence a-i-d-s that's what you get for having this up your eyes um yeah that's what so anyway swallow another man's load how do you feel, Sean? When did um when did boxing start going down the tubes? Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say mid two thousands. I was pretty much uninterested anymore. Um, I didn't really care. I, I was still interested in like Bernard Hopkins, like I said, Oscar De La Hoya, Le- De La Hoya before he got you know really bad on the coke. Um, I was still kind of in on that, but uh, mid two thousands. Um, Last real good fight you seen? Well, it's probably I. It's probably Bernard Hopkins, but heavyweight. Are you talking about heavyweight or boxing? anything? When Bernard Hopkins was still at it, I, um, I remember going to Hooters and, and watching a match, and um, it, was one of his, wow. it, was, it was one of his last fights. Remember what he did to fucking Trinidad? Yeah, remember what he did to Trinidad? He he had that whole Philly attitude yeah. when he fought. The last real good fight I seen. Now I may be like something else might pop up if we get a comment or something, but off the top of my head, the last real good fight I seen was probably. Hopkins and De La Hoya. That fight was, believe it or not, was probably even going into like the 10th round. They went toe-to-toe. And then Hopkins knocked him out with a liver shot. Um, It was, he hit him and De La Hoya let out this, yeah, and he just dropped. Um, That was probably the, um, like off the top of my head, probably the last real good fight I've seen. So Dave wanted to know if we were not on YouTube. Uh, check it out now, Dave. It, might, it should be on there. Sorry about that. We had some uh, technical difficulties trying to get on tonight. Uh, but it should be good. We should be on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook right now. So Technical difficulties. We're just drunk. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, we should be. Eh, yeah, it looks like we're good. We're good now. Sorry, Dave. Polsky is listening in the mountains in Equin- Equinic. Equinic, P.I. Yeah. I seen Deliverance. I ain't going up there. You got a purdy mouth. You ever have a gal suggest that you need some attentions paid to your butts holes? Good luck squeal, with, squeal like a pig, boy. Good luck with that, Mark. You got, um, you got Mark, you got a purdy mouth. Mark, Mark, if you're in the woods and you're you got a fire going and you And hit, hold on, and, and I know you can hear Mark's up there with his brothers and brothers in laws. So I know there's some funky shit yeah, going on so, there. So Mark, if you hear run. No. Run. Embrace it. It's not that bad. Trust me. My dad taught me about it. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. All right. So yeah, you, next only, week. you only have an anal leakage for 14 That's days. That's all. So oh, like I 14 said, 14 days. So all next right. week, Edge, uh, uh, SG Carter will be joining us next week. Uh, he's going to give us some inside information on how to bet MMA. If you're a better or if you like the MMA, you're not going to want to miss this because he has an 80% success rate in his bets. It's going to be interesting. So, um, uh, yep, be interested to hear how he does it. Uh, guys. So we drank some uh, Vault Brewing earlier tonight, and now I'm drinking lager. 
Uh, Vault Brewing is a is a local brewery in um, in uh, PA, and and uh, Gary's drinking yards, and you know, Ryan had some beers tonight. Ryan had yo, some, we had some naked brew. Yeah, so me and Sean went and whacked some balls because we're on this flex scheduling thing at work, and we get out of work at one thirty. So we go to the driving range. These fucking guys spend more time yo, together than fucking cock and balls. Yo, and sounds I, like you're jealous. And I gotta tell you. Sean, Sean, give me props. Today was the best day. I whacked some very good balls today. Very good balls today. Actually, um, Ryan is making better contact, for sure. Um, We have work to do, but you're you're making better contact. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. And then, um, so we go to Naked Brewing. We ain't been there in a while. And I actually drank two beers. What were they they called? Um... Yeah, I did, but I forget again. I don't remember what they were. Something maze. Um, oh, it was uh, uh, haunted maze. Haunted maze. It was haunted maze. It was Naked Bruins Buck Naked. It's a it's a uh, cream ale with like spices, like cinnamon yeah. in it. It was it actually was, really good. It was delicious. I I seriously enjoyed it. Phil Mikowski wants to know if did you cut those balls or just uh, or did you just crest them gently? Well, you know, I, that that's between me and Sean. Like, I, I mean, that's a secret. Yeah, secret please. squirrel, secret yeah. squirrel action. Well, if you bring it up on the show, you got to divulge entire information. Uh, I, 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 I caress them gently. A little bit. Did you make them squirt? I, I, every time I caress them gently, they went I'm the right coming way. day and night. Of course. So, so you made his underwear sticky. A little bit. A little All right, bit. before before Jordan uh, calls in and, and regrets his decision immediately, um, I think <laughs> it's um, how about, now we're talking about drinking cream. Yeah, you're, you're kind of right there. Uh, let's talk about the Eagles. The Eagles win week one. Uh, we got to give props to Gary now. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting my props later, by the way. Gary gets his props now. Gary was the closest to the score prediction. He, yeah, we, he, we laughed at him. He called him the blow that the, the Falcons out. Um, I, not gonna, I was like, you're you're nuts. Not going to lie. Um, for lack of a better word, I, I thought there was no way. And Gary called it, man. Um, they looked... They looked better than I expected them to look last week. Mm-hmm. I do think you have to take it a little bit with a grain of salt. It was the Atlanta Falcons, but a dominating win is a dominating win in the NFL. Credit where credit is due. Uh, exactly. And we, Jay- we celebrated and enjoyed that win, I'll tell you yeah, that. At, uh, I don't remember half of it. <laughs> and Jalen Hurts, um, again, it's one week, but um, if this is the Jalen Hurts you're going to get, Eagles got a bright future. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, you know, Dave Peterson just said, Hurts threw three touchdown passes. I stand corrected. He looked good. Dave, you're not you're not the only one. There's a lot of people who doubted him. I, I, I'm one who – I'm not tooting my – no. trust me, I'm no. not tooting my own horn. But I was one, and it's only one game, and I understand it. And a lot can happen during a season. Can he hold up during a 16-game season, 17-game season? I don't know. But the one thing was that I felt like he has the he has the wherewithal, he has it in between his eyes, and he has the athletic ability to be a good quarterback in this league as long as he can become a little more accurate. And I, I think uh, I can I, I, I fucking that touchdown pass that got her in the that end. That pass Ooh. that was I mean, Ooh. that was as good as you can get. On the run as well. He and by the way, so so for those who you know, if you watch the game, you know what we're talking about. There was a p- touchdown pass to Dallas Goddard in the end zone. So Hertz comes back. The rush is coming from his left. So he kind of goes to his right a little bit. He steps up as the guy's coming from his right now. 
Now he shifts more to the left, right? So he basically does a, um, like a, I'm trying to think like a perpendicular type of like, like a fucking Z line. Yeah, like it was it was wild, and he gave himself space. He rolled to his right and fired a bullet across with, his body with both feet off the ground. By the way, when he threw the pass, and across his body, across his body. And now Dallas Goddard. I mean, you, you couldn't have thrown it. And Goddard, great catch. And yeah. like you couldn't have planned, you couldn't have thrown it any better. The catch was fantastic. It, it was yeah, awesome. Look, um, like Goddard made a great catch, but um, the, the most impressive thing about that, Hertz put it in the the only spot it could oh. be put in. Like like Goddard had to make a good, a, a really good catch on it for it to work. But if it didn't work. Then it's just an incomplete pass. Like, he put it in the only spot it should have been in. The most impressive thing with Hurts to me last week, and again, like like we we all said it, it was against the Falcons. It's one game. I get it. But that's the only sample that we have this year. So, you you know. Um, the most impressive thing about him last week, if you ask me, he not, not once put them in a bad position. Threw the ball away when it needed to be it, thrown away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. I don't remember once in that game where them being in a like a third and negative situation. Gosh, that's a good. That's a good point. Like they, that is true. They, they were never in a bad spot. They were never in a third and long where you're like, right. oh, they can't get this. Right, you're right about that. Uh, th- he never put them in a bad position. Huh. You're right about that. I never thought. So there was one play in particular. Dave Peterson said, "I saw shades of a young McNabb." Um, I, I can't argue with that. There was one play where he. Was rolling to his uh, his right, had no room to throw, and it was fourth down. They were going forward on fourth down, and uh, he had nowhere to go. And he, he thought about running. He was being chased down. He had no he had no opportunity. He stopped, stutter stepped. The defender didn't mm-hmm. bite, and he knew, okay, I can't get around this guy. I'll throw it away. But the way it? he threw it away is what impresses me. He stopped. His feet were still in balance. Quick chuck. Quick chuck, you know, and then got pushed out. The athletic ability he showed on that play to me was like, oh, that was amazing. Like, it was such an amazing play. And I felt like that play, I said during, during the week, I said to somebody on Twitter or whatever. Like, he knew he was going to get hit. That was so underrated. It wasn't talked about enough. And, and, and what he did there, it was so smart. You know what? I'm not going to give them an extra, because he was like a good 12, right. 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage. I'm not going to give them. Another 15 yards in their own. Sometimes punting is not a bad play. Yeah. Right. You know, and at, that again, like, at, he just didn't put you in a bad position. Going forward, we'll see, like, when the competition's better. Um, even this coming this, Sunday. This weekend, yeah. Um, but as of right now, man, like. I mean, the, the one thing that hasn't been mentioned, the offensive line. They, uh, they, they, they were fantastic. They kept they kept him on it on his feet. Brandon Brooks, some some of the some of the blocks. Yeah. Malata. Oh we'll talk about Malata, Jordan Malata in a second. Um, but some of the blocks, Kelsey and Brandon Brooks, first of all, look like they've been playing together for fifteen years. I know they've been playing for for a few years. Right. They look like they. I mean, they, they're the ultimate pros, yeah. right? Tap tap on the shoulder, go hike, and then they pick up their schemes. They pick up their gaps so well. They don't miss gaps, man. Like no, the, the, not the, at all. Now, this, the offensive line is old. They don't miss gaps. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Fuck it right in the pussy. The offensive line is old, but if they stay healthy, man, 
they could be regarded as one of the best offensive lines in football again. Well, that's going to be tough. Right. That's going to be tough. Because the, the, it's, they're old. Like even Lane, besides, Lane, besides Lane Johnson, Malone. as much as I love him, he's aging as well. Yes. I didn't know that. I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I had no idea that Lane Johnson. He's 31 years old. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, he's been in the league man. almost 10 years. It's nuts. And there was a couple plays even watching Sunday. Like, I thought he was beat. And then he just backed around and went off to the side. and Yeah, like you see. Like, he looked like he was beat, and like he wasn't. He, he's got a uh, because the past two years or so, he, he, I don't want to say he's breaking down, but he's had injuries. He hasn't well, he, been as healthy as he was previous. He's not shooting roids no more. Right. Well, he's got to learn how to be like a savvy veteran. Like, you know what I mean? Play a little dirty. Like, like cheat, but without getting caught. Play a little dirty. Yeah. Right. Like, like call John Runyon up. Yeah, um, but he had he had a great mentor in that, and Jason Peters for because the he, he didn't give up any sacks, right? But the, the the last five years of Jason Peters leaves a bad taste in our mouth. But the three years prior to that, Jason Peters learned how to be a savvy veteran, and he cheated and got away with a lot. Mm-hmm. So, right. Um. I, so Dave Dave's thrown out some stats for us. Uh, Dave Peterson, uh, one of our uh, most uh, lively listeners, I guess. And, and I wanted to have Dave on the show. He, we're going to work it out soon. 27-35, 264, three touchdowns, no picks, rushed seven times for 62 yards. Didn't he, that, have a, did, did he had a perfect rating, didn't he? It was a 102. No, it was higher than that. It was higher than that. It was, it was over 140, his rating. Yeah, it, it wasn't perfect, but it was but the per- ones, the perfect ones, as 158. Yeah, something like that. The yeah. one stat I like Zero sacks, not one sack. Right, That's again, true. no picks. Like he didn't put them in a bad position, mm. not once. But I mean, um, you expect picks, and, and you expect all, that to happen. You know, it's almost zero, like a zero sacks. Yeah. It's almost like a new debut, right, for Hertz. And Devontae Smith did debut for his first career NFL game, and he had a fran- he tied yeah. a franchise NFL record. For having six catches in his first NFL game. Who did he, he tie? And a touchdown, by the way. Who did he tie? He tied Deshaun Jackson. Yes, he did. Deshaun Jackson's yep. first game. Yes. So, did you see the um, the thing? Devontae Smith catches his first NFL touchdown in the same exact spot. He caught the winning touchdown in the national championship game. Was it really? For yes. Alabama last yeah. year. Really? Yeah. And it was the same, it was the same over the shoulder yeah. type pass. Yep. No way. Yep. Yes. Was it really? Yep. Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. The same exact spot. Uh, Peterson said he was sacked once. Yo, did, did Hurts throw him that pass? Yeah. In Alabama? No. It was uh no, not last it year. was um the guy who just got drafted. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I want to find another beer. Of course I do. Sure you do. Of course I do. Sure you can. Need another beer? No, sure. No, nobody needs a drink. Yeah, give me a beer. So Hertz was sacked once. Um, Peterson said it was the same exact play. I, that was I. I missed that. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't it was notice same that. Exact, same exact. Same. Wow. It was like almost like the same exact. That's because play call. the coaching staff built plays and wrote plays to build the strengths between the quarterback and the wide receiver. That's what they did. I, man, I tell you, I what. was impressed with Sirianni too. Like I, like. All the press conferences. Thanks for bringing that up. Thanks for bringing that yeah, up. Yeah, like all the press conferences aside, like this, this, like when he talks, he sounds like a goofball. Like, I'm a, are we in unison here? I don't, I don't hear the goofball. I hear. I don't care. But I'm just saying, like, I'm not doing it as a dig, but he sounds like a little bit of a goofball when he speaks. But the guy seems to know ball. 
I've said it since day one. Right. I, don't, I don't care. Me neither. No, like, you, you did. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You, you, Ryan, you were the one that trashed them. You did. Okay. I, right. now, I'll give you and that. I'm, and I'm not picking on you. No. I'm saying there's a lot because there are a lot of people out there who are picking on this kid, this guy. And I know it's one game. Again, it's one game. But what he, the things that he said in press conferences and I don't care about any right. of that shit. But I also said. I get it, Sean, but I'm saying that's that's what right. Like, like I also the said the rock, scissors, paper. Yeah. Right, like that kind of shit. He sounds like a goofball. I did say that and all, and I did kill him. I but said I, he's quirky. But I also, also said the same thing about Peterson. But I also said when he talks ball, he seems like he knows yeah. what the fuck he's talking yeah. about. And if you hear every interview that he does, and and the things that he says, he's putting a secret message out to his players. He's telling the players, "Hey, man." I respect what you're doing. Hey, man, nice shot. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, the coach I was most impressed with on Sunday, though, was Jonathan Gannon. Not in the first two quarters you weren't. No, I'm talking about because of the adjustments he made. It wasn't even through the second quarter. Like, I know I, ca- I went on and on about it. Like, I th- it was a problem. Like, it was starting to worry me. Shut them the fuck down. It was starting to worry me the, the way they were gouging them with the running game. 32 to motherfucking six, bro. Yeah, but I will say, when Jonathan Gannon said, all right, enough's enough. Matt Ryan's not going to beat us. Mm-hmm. Like, he made an adjustment, and then the Falcons had nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Well, I mean, when you're down that – when you're down so many points, bro, like in the first quarter, they, their running game was – It was gouging us. Right. And But when you're down so many points – you're down 14 or more points. you you got to go to a passing game. So, that, that, that being said, our defense did stand up. But also, uh, they caused Atlanta's offense to readjust. To be re- one-dimensional. Yeah. It did. Yeah, that, so that, when that, your that, offense the first... becomes one-dimensional. One and, you know, the, you got it. Arthur Smith looked lost on Sunday. Well, um, not at the beginning. I mean, look, no, not they, at the they, be- they dominated the time possession. They just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. Right. Which is a lot like Atlanta's offense against us the past few years. Right. right? Uh, they, they, they can drive the field. They can't get in the end zone. 15 to 10. Losing you know what I would do? You know, wild card game. Yeah. You know what I was most surprised from the Falcons' standpoint on Sunday? Um, I know how it's going to sound because he's on my fantasy team, but, like, like you bring Kyle Pitts in, who seems like a... Oh, good for you! They didn't use him. But you, he, you bring him you in, and this him. dude seems like a, like a phenom-type yeah, player. Yeah, he does. He's a tight end that's built like a wide receiver. They didn't use him. And they didn't design anything for him. No, that was wild. Like, that he was wasn't wild. even... It's like he wasn't even... In, Included in that the dude, offense. That dude's minute. built like a, he's a fucking monster. Yeah. What a lot of teams with their rookie stars do this. But not they what do a, this. But not what a, I hear you, Gar. But if you like if you're I mean, the Atlanta Ridley was tearing us up in the first quarter. But if if you're the Atlanta Falcons, the point you're at, you're trying to rebuild with a thirty seven year old quarterback, and you draft a guy like Kyle Pitts, who's supposed to be like the next unbelievable thing in the NFL, you don't design anything for him? Again, like, it again, didn't look again, like there again. was one play that was designed specifically for Pitts. Again, bro, you're down more than 14 points. Not in the first quarter. Not in the first uh, half uh, of the second he quarter. Had a couple catches. But, but he had a couple catches. But what I mean, there was nothing specifically designed for him. I get what you're saying. I understand that. But I'll say this. We're, we're not in the coaching room. We're not in the wide receivers room. We don't know what, what's going on or what happened. But, fuck, fuck them. They lost. Right. The, fuck them. But, 
You're missing my point, no, bro. Not. No, I'm not. You're saying a high-quality draft pick who could be a, a beast and you don't design a play to go to him? Right. That's... I mean, you can't, you can't do that when your quarterback's under pressure. But they weren't under pressure the first quarter, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, the fir- the first mean. half, remember. The, it was a close a, game a, in Atlanta, the first half. It was the first half. It, it was a close game in the first half, and Atlanta was dominating time Tom possession. They had the Big ball. Like, they were running down our throats. You didn't need pits. You, the we allowed game, like the running game was tearing us apart, and in the receiving game, it was fucking Ridley. He was ripping us up. Uh, the first two drives, and that was it. Yeah. He disappeared. Yeah, right. So... So your right, answer well, was Cordell Patterson run the ball like that's what oh, like God. my only point no, here is that Arthur Smith just looked fucking lost. We took the running game out of it and he had no idea what to do. What do you expect with a guy I with mean, the first I, name Arthur? And before <laughs> get the fuck out of here with that. Was he from 1926? He's from fucking King of Queens. Get out of here, with fucking Arthur. He's from King of Queens. Fucking Arthur Smith. Sounds like a f- yeah, yeah, yeah. When does right. a, when does art go by Arthur? Yeah, right. Fucking Christopher Cross song in the background. Yeah, fucking Arthur, <laughs> Arthur Smith. Yeah, Arthur Smith raises the fucking Lombardi. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. He was yeah. one of the most. Get out of here. I mean, Stop. Nope. I don't want to hear it. Giddy up. Nope. All right, we're gonna move on. Uh, uh, Malata. Can I extend it. That's a hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Giddy. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Yo, Jordan Malata gets six. I got these cheeseburgers. Um, Yo, I, I, oh, I don't have that. Stinks. I don't know anything about that. You won't buy some of this meat or what? This man smell like a pack of Marlboro cigarettes, uh, four shots of Everclear alcohol, and regret. Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I don't remember that one. What? I don't know what you're talking <laughs> I don't know. What? Marlboro cigarettes ever clear in failure. <laughs> no, he does not. Jordan Malata was is, is the opposite of that. He's been awesome. <laughs> Three years playing football, and this motherfucker gets a huge extension again. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Good for him, and uh, he's becoming. David. I tell you what, Andre Dillard, go fuck yourself. Yeah, All tra- right, trade that. You're out. You're out. Yeah, trade him, and then fuck his mom in the ass. <laughs> um, I, 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 like if Malata turns into what he looks like, he might turn into. Um, you got him cheap, so I, I mean, this kind of shit is what Howie's good at. That dude is a fucking beast. But from the contract point point of view, like Howie is good at this kind of stuff. Um, I mean, me personally, Howie Roseman has had a very good off season. Mm-hmm. Good old yeah, season. yeah, and if Hurts turns into something, he he's gonna look like a fucking genius. Come on, baby, make it um, hurt so good. Yeah, um, so I, I well done. I mean, yeah. most of the guaranteed money is in the first two years, so you can cut bait if it doesn't work. I, well done, man. Who do you owe his progress to, Stalin? Uh, it's down a lot. Stout, for sure. Um, yeah. Lane, for sure. Lane Johnson and Jason Peters. Mm-hmm. Andre Dillard, though, what do you do with that fucking sack of shit? You keep you keep him as death, and if the right trade comes along, you trade him. I don't, I don't know who's gonna, you know, I don't know who's gonna who, who, want who's him. gonna want him. What do you get for him? Sorry. Look, you look at it like this. Say say hurt. Say God forbid. Just for example, Hurts doesn't turn in to what he looked like last week, right? 
So the Eagles finished three and fourteen. Right, they're still. Ugh. Right. They're still you, you shut your. I'm just shut your. You shut your mouth. Pile. I'm just. I'm just saying. Phillies so just went up two to one. By the way. So so the Brad so Miller. The, so the Eagles finished three and fourteen. Right. Oh my God. They got the fourth pick. But there's a quarterback at number two. You you trade a first. A, th- a second, and you throw Dillard in there, like just to sweeten the pot, like. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah, you just throw him in there. there. Right. Yeah, it could yeah. be. Could you know, be. You know what I mean? I mean, we got He was a former first-round pick. There's still value there. Yeah. I mean, I know. Uh, moving on. Next. All right. Um, all right, so 49ers come come into town. His weakness, the first. His weakness. Did we have any home fans last year? Did we have no. any? No, no. Yes, we did for two games, and then he cut it off. Right, right. So we had the first. We game? had fans at the playoff game. We didn't play no, the we didn't make the playoffs last year. last year. What the fuck is wrong with you? No, I'm thinking of that Seattle. Shut the fuck up! I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of that Seattle. Dude, the shit that the years have run into each other last with COVID. Last year we, we had two games where players or teams were uh, fans were allowed to come, and then they shut it down right. again. So, so um, come, 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 come. So really, for the come, first time baby, in two baby, years, baby, come, you're gonna come, have a baby, full, baby. You're gonna have a full house at the link. Yeah. San Fran's coming cross country to play us. I mean, I want to hear you guys like let, let's go through this because like you know how the forty fans are. They're, they're going to be fired up. They're going to be out there at ten o'clock tailgating. Ten. Ten o'clock. I've been there eight o'clock in the morning. And they're it's been. They're going to be drinking. They're going to be all lit up like us. Like this. Every th- like Friday. this. This is going to be a very special home opener. They've been the fans aren't going to affect how it goes on the field. Yeah, yes, it will. Yes, they will. No, they're not. Yes, they will. I think the the, the, the flight alone affects how this goes. But they but really weren't across country. They played in um, Detroit. No, not Detroit. Who the fuck did they play last week? They had yeah, a it was hard, Detroit, and they had a yeah, hard right. time they, with Detroit. They really didn't. And so like they gave up the lead when they were playing prevent defense. They gave up thirty three points. They did, but they dominated the game until ten minutes left. Like. Like, like, you know what I mean? Let's be real here. They ain't, they ain't getting 33 points against the Eagles. The defense. Eagles aren't scoring 30 points against them. That Who's defense is too good. Who said they were? I didn't say they were. I just said they ain't giving 33 points against the Eagles defense. That's all. Why? Because the Eagles defense dominated Atlanta? You are the most pessimistic. Negative. And you're the most optimistic, bro. Like, they played Atlanta. Like Fuck I love, you, I love how it went. I love how it went last week. But San Francisco, San Francisco is a different, different animal than the Atlanta Falcons. Um. Okay. I, I are they? Know, I don't disagree. They with are. That. But Atlanta's they're still, healthy. They're still an NFL. Uh, they just lost one of the starting cornerbacks and just lost they, their starting running back. Yeah, they did. Mostert's out. And that's one of their starting cornerbacks. They did. Uh, don't rub your cock while you're thinking about it. Just say the story. <laughs> tell, 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 I am telling the story, but I'm being like being yelled at, and like I'm. Who's no one's at yelling you? at you. You're yelling. You're, you're the one yelling. You, know, <laughs> you are. You are the one you, yelling. You raised a decibel pool of noise. <laughs> <laughs> Not us. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. He, you know, to be fair. Okay. Right. He's, he's not wrong. You are. You are the one right. yelling. <laughs> you are right. the one yelling. All right, <laughs> because you have a hard time believing. It's the, the, oh, Eagles, shit. the Eagles this year. They don't. They're fuck. It's there's a lot of trash on the team. 
I'm not. No, I, I never said they, that. How are they beating the 49ers with what they got? I'm not. No, I never said that. So tell us how you feel, why you don't Let's think do it. That. Let's go right, for it. Let's how, go for it. How I feel is the same way I feel when I picked the, 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 the record. Going for it. I did not expect the Eagles to dominate the Atlanta Falcons the way they did. Right. No but, one, I expect, no did. but I expected them to win. Except for Gary. Right. So I'm still on the same train. I think it's the only win they get in September. That doesn't mean that they don't come out and compete and look good. San Francisco, I feel, is just it's just steps beyond them. San Francisco's a good squad, and their coach, Kyle Shanahan's a good coach. I, I, I can't argue with what you're saying, Ryan, but they haven't done anything since Super Bowl. Because they, they, they didn't have this team. They were all hurt last year. Excuses. How is that excuse, Gary? Excuses. It's always got to be the next man up. So the next man, so Joey Bosa's out for the year, so the next man just steps in and should play the way Joey Bosa does? So that hasn't happened for any fucking team? All your stars are hurt? Not a guy like Joey Bosa. And they lost everyone they had on defense last year. And now they got them back. Don't look at me with your eyebrows raised. My eyebrows aren't raised. They were when you made that statement. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Calm your tits. Every time I make a point, you say, don't look at me with my eyebrows no, raised. You're, Every time. Hey. You're entitled to your point. <laughs> right? That fucking face from fucking anger management. All right, so now you're going to make a fucking ass out of me. That's, that's cool, too. Hee-haw. How am I making an ass out of you? I'll go have a cigarette. <laughs> Listen. Fuck out of here. Like, I debate you and you get mad. There you are. You're walking away saying I'm having a cigarette. I made an ass out of you. Because no, I debated you. No one made an ass out of you. All right. No one made an ass out of you. Go. Go take your cigarette. Fucking cigarette. You better not fucking leave, you cocksucker, like every other fucking week. It's only 830. <laughs> like every other fucking week. Disappears in the middle. We're doing a... You're not... <laughs> take, his, take his phone. All right, listen. Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Dave Peterson just said uh, Jason Verrett and Raheem Moser are at. Yes, they are. Um, that's a, Those are big losses for them. Um, and I agree, Ryan, because we, you know, when we, when we picked our teams, and you weren't here last week, but I said the same thing, that this was, last week was going to be the only week they win in September. Um. But the fact that they're they're suffering some injuries and, and the fact that the Eagles looked so good last week and the fact that they're home for a home opener, I think – and the Eagles have always played the 49ers well. Mm-hmm. I think they have a good shot. I think they have a good shot on Sunday. And, I, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm eating crow on my prediction. I, I think the Eagles win this game. Really? Tight. Yeah. Tight, 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 I, tight, tight. I, I, 23-20. I do think the Eagles make it a game. I do. I don't think it's a walk in the park for the 49ers. Not, not at all. I do think they make it a game. Um, I, I just. I look at the matchups, okay? I'm not, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. I look at the matchups. Now you got you got uh, Hasty, you got um, um, Sermon mm-hmm. as the running backs, right? Debo Samuel is going against Darius Slay. Ayuk struggled mightily where the head coach came out last week and said 
he's struggling to become a pro. Uh huh. That that's a that's huge. Now maybe Ayuk takes that and, and as fuel, right? Right. I don't know. Maybe he does because he killed it last year against the 49ers. That was Brandon Ayuk's coming out part. Right. And then from the, the that game on, he was he, he was, had a very good rest of the year. So maybe that's what he needed, right? Maybe right. kicking the ass, you know. I don't know. Um, that defense is still very good. However, our offensive line is is healthy, and they looked fantastic last week. Jalen Hurts looks like he's – I mean, I know it's been one game. Uh-huh. But he looks like he has something to prove. Yeah. Almost like he has a chip on his shoulder. I'm looking at offense versus their our, their offense versus our defense and our offense versus their defense. And I don't know how we don't win this game. I, I, I don't know. I, I think we win close. But I think we – I don't know if Jimmy J can find enough – I mean, George Kittle. I, I know George Kittle's a great player. Um, I just think we do enough. Okay. I, I just think that – yeah, I think 23-20 is my prediction. Um, I, I think the game is close. I think the Eagles compete. Um, I think Hurts keeps them in it. I don't see how they run the ball very well against this defensive line, but at the same time, I don't know how San Francisco runs the ball against us. Um, I, I think it's close, but I, st- I still think the 49ers, they've been there, done that. They're, they're a veteran team. They have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think the 49ers pulled out in a close one. I'm going to say 26-24 Niners. Okay. Let's we'll see what the uh, listeners say. Uh, and then when uh, when uh, Gary joins, is it raining? Apparently it's raining outside. Um, and when Gary joins back up, I'd like to see what he thinks. Um, so our pick. He probably em. thinks thirty-one to three Eagles. So our pick them <laughs> for week two. <laughs> for week two. Um, I'm, we're gonna go through the picks real quick, all right? And we're gonna we're gonna go and see what you think. Uh, last week, hold on, real quick. Uh, we'll go to that in a second. Last week, come on. I finished um, ten and seven, and you finished what eight? Eight and eight. Eight and eight. And I'm trying to find money. I don't know why I went eight and eight. Like I don't get it. No, no, you were nine and eight. Nine and eight. Okay. And Mike was below that. Mike was. uh, Yeah, he only won five. Oh shit! Mike was six and eleven last week. So Mike had a bad week last week. All right, so we're going to keep track of this all year. So th- th- there you go. All right, so here we go. Week two. Week two. I had Washington. Did you have Washington over the Giants? Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Give and me, a, give yeah, me yeah, a second. Yeah, right. right. a one-point game. All right, so we'll go on the next one while you're looking it up. All right. You know what? Actually, you should look that up because that way we can yeah. compare. Give me one second here. It's all right because Gary's come down. I want to hear Gary's prediction. Um. For the game. Yeah, hurry up, bro. What's your prediction for the Eagles game? Yeah, score prediction for the Eagles 49ers. All right. What are you all mad for? What are you raising your eyebrows for? Jack Nicholson. (laughs) All right, Eagles 49ers. What's your prediction, Gary? (laughs) He looks at you. (laughs) He stares at you. He stares at his brother. 28-17 Eagles. Say, I told you. What was it? 28-17 Eagles. Okay. I'm saying 23-20 Eagles, and Ryan said what? I said 26-24 Niners. Okay. Of course. 
All right. Week two. All right, here we go. Matchups. I had, I had um I had Washington. Okay. Bengals, Bears. I took the Bears. You did. I took the Bengals. I like the Bengals as well. Yeah, I think I think this is uh oh sh- oh Dave Peterson said twenty eight twenty one Eagles. Wow. Look, I hope I eat. Cro- I hope I'm wrong. Obviously. Um, the Bears and the Bengals. Okay, so we're split on. I don't know what Mike said, but so we'll just go with that. Uh, what do you think, Gar? Bears and Bengals, Gar. Bengals. All right. Texans. I said that fucking three minutes. He, he did. I'm sorry. Listen. No, he did. Texans. <laughs> Texans and the uh, Browns. I think this one is hands down the Browns. Yeah. They're zero and one. There's no way they start zero two. They're good. To, too good of a team. They're home opener. Yep. And the Texans are a fucking disaster. Uh, they won last week. But yeah, yeah, but they're still yeah, a mess. I, I hear you, Gar. I hear you. All right. I, I actually agree. 94% of the population agrees, too, apparently. The Rams take on the Colts. The Colts, by the way, uh, hard knocks. In-season hard knocks. I never watched an episode of hard they're knocks. They're doing in-season in hard season, knocks? In-season, and it's with the Colts. I thought that was Dallas was doing that. Nope. They announced it last night. So when's the start? November it airs. I got it. So t- what, what, what are they covering? So they're probably already they're probably already filming it. Yeah. What are they covering? Like the first four weeks or something? I don't know. So that's something you got to tune into. No, it's fuck not. Fuck, fuck Wentz. I'm fuck not Wentz, fucking watching fuck it anyway. And hope the fucking Rams break his ACL again. No, uh, I don't. Uh, no, just stay. Right. Just play seven. All right, well, I'm, I'm taking the Rams to win. Um, just play. I'm lose. in the minority here. I took the Colts. No, Carson Wentz gets fucking four sacks. Looks terrible. He's never lost six straight starts in his career. Well, apparently it's, it's he's Carson, lost. It's Carson Wentz. Apparently he's lost five before, yeah. so that's yeah. good. It's Carson Wentz. Uh, Bills, Dolphins. Bills are zero and one. Dolphins one and zero. I went. Um, I think the Bills get their win here. I I, I did, but also I'm going back. Oh um, shit! I'm going back to where, like I said, this Bills take a step back this year. It's on the road. The Dolphins are no slouch. I, but I did take the Bills. The mm. Bills. But I would not be 100% surprised if the Bills started 0-2. Yeah. How, how, how many fucking Bills do you have on your fantasy league? None. Uh, Josh oh. Allen. Uh, yeah. Wow. No, I got the running back, Zach Moss. <laughs> Patriots take on the Jets. That's, a that's crap. actually a tough That's actually that, a tough that's game. A no, crap, it's not. That's a crap game. No, it's not. I'm taking the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots win this all day. The Jets are still the Jets. Zach Wilson, man. You know, they might look better offensively, but they're still the Jets. The Jets are still the Jets hanging out with Benny. Yeah. Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets. (laughs) You're an asshole. What the fuck? That's fucking horrible. Raiders, Steelers. This is a tough one, I think. That's Steelers all day. Yeah? I took the Raiders. Um... The Steelers are like they eked out that win. They they got lucky to win that game last week. Like the Steelers, but that's what the Steelers are, bro. Yeah, but that offensive line is fucking terrible. That the Raiders got a very good pass rusher. That white dude, what's his name, Max Strong or something. Yep. I'm taking the Raiders as well. Yeah, I, I like the Raiders. That's, uh, that's uh, we're defense. in the minority, by the way. It's 24 percent of the picks have gone towards the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, Saints go to Carolina, take on the Panthers. Saints start on uh, start two and zero. They um, yeah, hands down they win that game. The Saints. I'm taking the Panthers. 
Really? I don't know why. I don't know why. Just a feeling? Yeah, I don't know. I I think um, Lattimore's out. Yeah. Um, That's huge for Mr. D.J. Moore. I think he scores twice. I think this is a big game for the Panthers. I think um, it's coming out party. Lattimore, the guy that they just signed to a big time yep, contract. He's out. He's, yeah, he's he might out. he might he might be out this week. He's uh, he's banged up. They said he's very he's going to be game down game time decision. Denver goes to Jacksonville. Denver one and zero. Jacksonville zero one. What do you think? I'm uh, take- Peterson said the Steelers beat the Raiders by ten. Lawrence uh, is going to be a phenomenal quarterback in this league, but not yet. I hear you. Like not, not yet. Even last week, he threw th- three touchdowns, but he threw three picks. Right. So he's still got to learn. He's a lot to learn. Right. But even Peyton Manning threw twenty-eight picks in his rookie year. Right. A lot of people f- seem to forget that. Um, I'm taking the Broncos. Yeah. Um, again, Lawrence might throw for three hundred and fifty yards, but I think he turns it over a couple times, and I think the Broncos. Lawrence. Be- Lawrence needs a little more. He needs more weapons. He need, he needs to learn. He needs that. a year to learn the NFL. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I go to Denver. Minnesota travels to Arizona. Wow. I can't believe the percentage on this. What are your picks? Cardinals. I like Arizona as well. 92% of the people are picking Arizona or Minnesota. That's fucking nuts That's to me. because Minnesota is Minnesota. They're going to start 2-4 and four and then make a push for the playoffs at the end of the year. And then Kirk Cousins will have a game where he throws three picks and it'll fuck so it up So then for why him. is everybody against Colin? Uh, okay. Kirk Cousins is a douchebag. All right. Atlanta goes to Tampa Bay. <laughs> Holy on, shit. Yeah. I we're can't s- believe we'll th- skip. I, I can't believe there's been 1% that picked fucking Atlanta. There is 1%. Yeah, you Tom see Brady might throw for five fucking touchdowns in this game. Dallas goes to. 689. Yeah. Points. Dallas goes to L.A. to take on the Chargers. I like Dallas to win the game, but I think this is like a like a 38 to 34 type. I game. hope it is. I think Dallas wins the stats here, but they lose. I hope it's a high scoring affair. Wow, you think the Cowboys start zero and two? Yes. Wow. A lot of, lot of, lot of players in, in in this for me for fantasy wise. I'm, but I'm gonna go Dallas. I think there, Dallas. There, there's a lot of drama and bullshit still going on with that team. Man. I think Dallas wins this. So, yo, did you hear the thing with Dak Prescott? He is scheduled every two weeks to have an MRI on his shoulder. Yeah, I heard that. That's so, a that's a problem. Yeah, so so apparently it's not right. And he threw for four hundred and forty seven yeah. yards last right. week. Right. The guy I wanted the Eagles to pick instead of fucking Carson Wentz. What? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, I did. You didn't even Dak, know him, Gary. Who Dak Prescott was? Right. He was picked in the fourth. I remember fucking... talking about that draft. You didn't even know him. Moving on. He's picked in the fourth round. All right, next fucking question. Next question. Who did you want at number two? Who cares? Just next question. Shut the fuck up! No, I ain't going to shut the fuck up. He's picking the fourth round. Who cares? The Titans. He's better than Carson Wentz. He is better than Carson Wentz, but you didn't want him. The Titans or the Seahawks? Who wins? Titans are 0-1. Seahawks are also are 1-0. Um, I'm going the, the Seattle's a hard place to play. No way the Titans start 0-2. I think Ryan Tannehill is a lot better this week. I think Derrick Henry's a lot better this yeah. week. Seattle's defense is not what it once was. I think Tennessee goes in there and wins a hard-fought game. Seattle's 
as a whole is not what they once were. Yeah. I hope Tannehill first four fucking touchdowns. Yeah, because he's on your fantasy team. And I hope Derrick Henry scores one. Yeah. Because I'm playing against him, but I have him another one. That's fucking brutal. Yeah, it's like, the worst. I like the Titans here. Yeah, I do too. Sunday night. Um, Game we got of the week. The Chiefs-Ravens. In Baltimore. In Baltimore. Chiefs going to Baltimore. It's hard to believe. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs here, obviously, but it's hard to believe. 91%. Yeah, the Ravens are probably going to start 0-2. That's hard to believe. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Chiefs are an easy pick. They're an easy They're an easy team to say, all right, I, I like that. It, it is. Like, like, this is going to be a game, but the, the Chiefs has the X factor in fucking Patrick Mahomes. This this dude's fucking from another planet, um, but yeah, I think it's a high scoring affair. I think it's an entertaining game, but but when it gets to the end, I think the Chiefs win. And the Chiefs are a well coached team. Yeah, so are the Ravens. They are like John Harbaugh is a good coach. coach. But I, I just they the Chiefs have the X factor. And Monday night, Detroit goes to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers goes zero and two. No, no way. No, I agree. No way. Yeah, um, Green Bay. I I think Green Bay um pretty much a blowout. All right, so fantasy before our guest joins us in a few minutes here. I'm gonna get this out of the way. Short shit, which I <laughs> have to do. Um short shit week two. <laughs> My short of the week for quarterback, short. Shard is a start, right? Is Ryan Tannehill against Seattle. I think we just talked about it. Tannehill had a kind of a uh, week last week. So you're saying I, Tannehill shits the bed? No, Shard is a start. Of Shard is a start. Shit is a sit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got it? Tannehill is a shard of the week. He's going to do well. All right. Shard. He's going to make a mess. But, but a, shard, a shard is a wet fart. Yeah. Who, who wants to do that? Yeah, but a shit is like, oh, no. 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 You know what? Hold on, hold on. Here, shit here, in your pants here. isn't worse than sharting. Yeah, hold on. you fart and you lay it wet and it's fucking shit. That is the worst. It is. It's after a cup of but, coffee. It's but here it is. Yeah. You get a whole day to go yet. Now you got to walk around. Your asshole gets you all You find a public toilet and get rid of the underwear. No. But here it is. A shark you keep with you, and a shit you let go. Yeah, but shit, all right? Yeah. There you go. All right? Yeah, a shark stays with you, and a shit you let go. A shark is fucking terrible. Mm. All right? There's all right, my, my shark. Uh, quarterback, my shark. That, that's a start, right? Yes. Um, I hate to say it because I'm going to get – but um, I think Justin Herbert's the shark of the week. Mm. Um, against the Dallas defense, I think, he, um, I think he puts up big numbers this week. All right, shark of the week for a running back. Derrick Henry. It's actually a good one. All right. I, I, I can't, I can't Derrick Henry. Can't disagree with that. I'm going to go with Kareem Hunt against Kansas City only because um, I think that Chubb gets a lot of rest. Um, I, he's been – he yeah, he they, they, they did that last year. I know. I don't have the Today Junior on here. Today Junior. I've been doing it all week. So, what, you don't think Chubb plays much? No, I think he does. I think I think they split. Chubb, and I th- but I think I think Hunt plays a lot of. This but second. Chubb gets a touchdown. Does that remind you of your yeah. sixteen with a hard on? You got a Chubby. Yeah. As long as Ch- as long as Chubb gets a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Chubb yeah. got a touchdown. Yeah, he got a Chubby. But I like Hunt. I like Hunt right. this week. What's a like, Chubby? Hold on, let me say it again. Like Hunt. I yeah. like Hunt this week. Yeah, like Hunt. Yeah, as long yeah. as it ain't Mike. Like Hunt. Hunt. You like Hunt? Mike Hunt. Yeah, he like. Um, Sending send a box of. Dick. My 
my start of the week was actually. I mean, he, <laughs> I know how it sounds, but it was. Um, it was last night. Like, like I, if we did the show previously, oh, that's fine, yeah. it was uh, McKissick. I felt like he was going to um, put up some something. Uh, he put up like 20, 20, 23 points or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah so, um, uh, JD McKissick was my shard of the week for running back. All right, that's cool. Nice. My uh, running back. He just did running back. Receiver. Either Tyler Boyd or Jamar Chase against Chicago. I um, they're gonna air it out. They're gonna air it against the, air it out against the Bears. I I like either one of them this week. It's ready for mine. Yeah, Jalen Rager against the Forty ers Okay. Okay. All right. I'm good yes. with that. I I I can't argue. With yeah. I mean, I I think Rager could be a sneaky play this week. Um, my shard of the week uh this week is uh Nelson Aguilar mm. going oh. against the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, uh, he's not. They're, like, on paper number one, but he's their number one receiver. Yeah, but he, he's a guy that can get it secretly. He, he's a guy that will get a big game. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Nelson Aguilar is my shard of the week for wide receiver. Tight end for me is Robert Tunyon against Detroit. Tunyon was pretty quiet. You just quiet. took mine. You just took mine. Yeah, Tunyon yeah. is yours? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that uh, he, um, he puts up decent points this week. Another one I um that I'm thinking of okay since Sean took Tanya and I'll say Noah Fant, um Noah Fant might have a big game this week. Uh, Denver's going against um we just went over um I, like, I actually like Fant this week yeah I forget that, that we just went over but Noah Fant um the matchup is favorable. I, I like Kittle against the Eagles. That's oh, not a bad yeah. play. Yeah, it's not a bad. Play. All right, so shits of the week, <laughs> Jimmy. G- <laughs> Jimmy G against the Eagles. I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo at all this week. I think he has a tough week. Um, my shit of the week for quarterback, Matt Ryan. Do not start him against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really? Yeah, no way. Yes. No, that game's a blowout. It could be, yeah. That's Especially shit. the way it looked last week. Right. That's that's interesting. You got one? Yeah, Garoppolo against the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, running back, shit of the week. <laughs> Mike Davis against the Buccaneers. Right. Everybody's Davis. all about Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Get out of here with that shit. You guys can draft all him all you want. I am not a Mike Davis fan. Um, I can. You know, I, I understand he's just starting a running back, so I, I get it. I get why you have him rostered, but I, I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not a believer in Mike Davis. I wasn't a believer in him last year. No, I'm good. I'm good on Mike Davis. I'll say the guy that works that runs for um, the Raiders. What the fuck is that? Uh, Jacobs. Yes. He might not play anyway, but that, I hear you. Um, but he might not play. He didn't practice today. Yeah. He didn't practice yesterday either, so he might not play anyway. But I, I hear you, bro. Um, against the Steelers, that's a good defensive line. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jordan, are you on the line? Oh, hold on a minute. Jordan, can you hear us? Can't hear him. No. Oh, hold okay. on one second. Jordan, are you there? Cannot hear him. Jordan. You may have to go to the video, dude. He's trying to call again. <laughs> Jordan, you there? I 
cannot. Yeah, he's not connected. No, are you there, sir? Is it me or you guys? Ah, there, there you, you are. Go. I can hear you. Welcome to the show, Jordan. How are you? Just lost him again. What the fuck is going on here? We just lost him. Jordan, you there? I'm still here. Ah, uh, we can hear you. There you are. Okay, cool. So on the lines. Yes. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, all we're right. good. I think we're good now. I think we're good. Jordan okay. Scott. Jordan Scott of uh, Foul Ball Safety Now has just joined us on the air. Welcome. How are Good you? Good evening, everyone. Yes. Good evening. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. Absolutely. So uh, I I am incredibly intrigued um, to have you on because I I am I we have several questions for you tonight. And uh, for those who don't know, so Jordan. Jordan is joining us tonight. He he's um, basically an advocate for for uh, safety uh, for baseball fans. Um, if you've been to a, a game this year, chances are you've noticed that there are uh, a change. You know, there's a little bit of a change where the nets are now um, instead of just being behind home plate, they go down the lines, first and third base baselines to you know about. Almost the outfield, well, into the outfield, but almost to the uh, where the cutout with a ball girl or ball boy are, um, and, and you know, and Jordan's been a big advocate of that, and um, and Jordan has a book coming out, and and uh, I'm really intrigued to see how like how this all transpired because I got to be honest, like I have two young kids, and uh, you know, we we, we were uh, granted really decent seats, uh, and uh, it made me feel a little bit safer. To have them in the stands without without having to worry about every single pitch, um, and I never thought about that until you know until I had kids, you know because I'm you know I was a teenager I always brought my glove to the game, you know I was always like re- ready and eager you know now I have kids and now I have to watch after them as well and and I'm really curious to see how this this whole thing transpired and and um, if you don't mind us telling about your website as well. Sure. So, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Um, uh, Sean, is it? And who's the other gentleman? So it's Ryan and Gary on on as well. Oh, wait, we have three gentlemen on? Y- yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right. What's All up, right. Jordan? I'm Ryan. This is Gary. How are you doing? Hey, Gary. Awesome. And and you, you grew up being a, a Philly fan, or you were from the – I noticed where are you from? You, yep. you mentioned what stadium you had gone to. Yes, yes, yes. So all of us are uh, all of us are Phillies fans. We all uh, grew up actually at the vet, and then uh, you know obviously, obviously Citizens Bank Park. So yeah, sure. The, the vet, the, so, the shithole of the city. Dwayne Sower a little bit with you. He, he was at a Philly game a number of years ago. But let's get into this. Why I got involved. Uh, just being a baseball fan for many years and just being aware of the risks and having some reminders, flirting with danger a few times, thinking, wow, this could happen. And then in 2019, when the little girl got slammed in Houston, mm-hmm. remember the one oh, yeah. where <laughs> Almora? Yeah. So that was one of those incidences that really triggered me into getting involved. A year or two earlier, there was that incident with the Jacobson girl at Yankee Stadium, yeah. which was also very big. But it wasn't really on my periphery at the time. Um, I wasn't. I, I just 
some reason I may have missed it or I, I was tuned out of baseball for a month, whatever it was. But that also got a lot of publicity. But the, that was the incident that got me involved. Um, the few times that I had flirted with danger was one time in New York when I was at a Brooklyn Cyclone game by Coney Island. Uh, where the Cyclones had been playing. And it was in the early years of the Cyclones and the beginning of the 2000s. I was with a group of people out on the street and we're standing outside on Surf Avenue and the ball comes flying outside of the stadium from behind home plate. Minor league stadiums have those lower uh, heights and, and the balls come flying out into parking lots or streets. And this particular case, it was on the street without any notice and it hit the young person we were with in the forearm, and it left a big welt. And I was like, well, that's kind of bizarre. There's no plan in place for balls that come outside the stadium. People are walking, whether you're going to the game or just walking down the street. And then another time in 2006, one time I had really amazing seats for a playoff game, Mets-Cardinals game six, which they ended up winning, and then they lost game seven which was a famous Andy Chavez catch, but they ended up losing to the Cardinals. Don't remind me, but you know, that's, we all have those. But I paid a lot of money because that was the only one seat I could find. And I'm sitting next to celebrities like Jerry Seinfeld. But at the whole time while I was at the game, I was like, I don't know how people can do this all the time. At that, at that time, there were no nets at all above the dugouts. So I was right. nervous throughout, excited but nervous. And on, at the website, Valuable Safety Now, I have a young person who did a production, What Happened in Tampa Bay in, I think, 2014, also right before the Nets were above the dugouts. It shows the ball going in between the two guys, and if it went six inches one way or the other, that would have been the end of baseball in Tampa Bay that year, period, if you know what I'm saying. Right. It, would have been that, it would have been the most bloody graphic shot ever caught on camera. But it just shows that we're still playing, you know, with, with inches. Even a home run ball hit the other day, three weeks ago. If you guys want to check it out, Giancarlo Stanton hit a home run. Uh, and it was the short porch in right field at Yankee Stadium. And it hit the boy right in between the eyes and the head. And he was fine because we would have heard about it in a bigger way if he was not fine. But it left his bat at 106 miles per hour, and the Yankees short port, similar to the Philadelphia bandbox, don't get me started, uh, balls <laughs> leave the ballpark in a second. And uh, when you hit it to right field at Yankee, at Yankee Stadium. And what, you know, maybe it hit his head at 94 miles per hour by the time it got there. I don't know. But check out the video if anyone's listening, which of course you are, Giancarlo Stanton. Angel Hernandez, CBS Sports. I think it was August 21, 2021. Wow. I think Angel Hernandez, the umpire that we all love to hate for whatever reason, <laughs> um, he he gave the, the the fans were calling for Angel Hernandez to give the kid a ball. You know, almost oh, kill okay. him, but give him the ball. He's he lived. He could have a ball. Yeah, uh, right. But I I, I want to say I, I'm kind of you know I am kind of relaxed about this matter at this stage of the game i've i've tried to be the guy that's brought the common sense to the table i hired a publicist from november till june and got a lot of media but for non-baseball media it was it wasn't the baseball journalist i'm sure at any philly game or any met game you got 10 15 guys working full-time 
They've all gone to journalism school. And in my mind, they haven't done what they should have been doing for 50 years, certainly since Alan Fish died, who was 14 years old at the Dodger game. Yeah, that, that he was, died at the stadium when he yeah. was 14, a young man. Yeah, absolute, absolute shame. It was, it was very sad to see that. And, and it's unfortunate that it happened. I mean, and not to change the subject, but, you know, yes. ho- hockey games. You know, hockey games yeah. are the same thing. There was there was an uh, there was a an, an an unnerving feeling when you were sitting right below. You know, right, they had nets behind the the um behind the behind the uh, the goaltender, but that's it. I mean, it wasn't down the right. sides. It was up a certain height, and then in two thousand and two, the young lady in Columbus mm-hmm. unfortunately got killed, and and shortly after, or maybe when the next season had started, they really raised the net behind the the net you know right. from 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 all the way around all from the whole back of the net area yeah nobody so that was that was yeah. commendable yeah and no and nobody nobody goes to a game and says you know i'm gonna pay a hundred dollars for a ticket and i and i i hope i get hit in the face with a foul ball you know like nobody it's wants a to good point yeah it's nobody point. No, nobody wants to go and spend that kind of money because you want the good seats but you also don't want to be on on the edge of your seat the whole time, and it was the truth. Like back back in the day, like I used to go. You know, I still do. I, I go to um, yeah. spring training games. You know, a lot. Yeah. And and um, yeah. even you know before they started to extend the nets, and I haven't been the ones since they they've extended the nets from home plate down. Clear is that Clearwater? Yes. Yeah, I go to Clearwater okay. since 1999. I've been there yeah. Pr- yeah. probably 18 in the last 20 years, okay. and maybe not quite. Maybe seven. Eh, whatever. Close to that. Okay. And, but there was, there was, you know, you you couldn't take your eye off the game. I mean, you weren't sure if that, you know, if there was a left-handed right. hitter up, it, you know, he's a little late on it, it's coming your way. And yeah. um, you know, we've had a couple of close calls, and um, you know, again, uh, this is something that, uh, you know, I, now I have kids, uh, young yep. kids. Yep. I, if I yep. take my young kids down there, which is going to yep. happen at some point soon. I yeah. do feel a little more comfortable knowing that there's a net and protect protection if I'm sitting two, three, four rows off the field, right? You know, along the base uh, along the baseline that they're not going to get hit with a foul ball unless it's a pop up. And if it's a pop up, someone's going to get it. Like right, it's, it's not it's, right. It's, it's not totally it's not a line drive. It's not a slam in the face. And a so sack. so I don't I don't you know I don't mean to um because you're right a, a bat leaves. John Keller Stantlin's bat. Uh, I'm sorry. A ball leaves John Keller Stantlin's bat at 100 and what was it? 109. Well, this one was 106, and it was actually the most recent one I just found. I haven't been really contesting, you know, nets for for behind the fences. But if you see this video, you're gonna think twice about bringing your kid to sitting behind the net. It may have reached this kid's head in a second. 330 yeah. feet. So, 106, and, and, and a science guy may say, if it went a half an inch this way, this would have been on Good Morning America the next right, day. Right, but this and the, the Nets would have been up to second the next after the, that. I mean, but it's, it's just a debate that hasn't happened. You know, I'm yeah, cool yeah, yeah, with yeah. the independent architect and engineer. This is a commercial business. They've been getting away with this for 108 years since the baseball rule was installed. Most people come to the game. They're not studying the back of the ticket or the e-ticket, right? If they ever put that microprint on the on the scoreboard, families would be that like, is. should I be here with my families? That is true. So it, it really has not heightened the awareness of the fan. So baseball's covered their butt all kinds of ways, keeping it in microprint, but now on the e-ticket, which you can barely see it, and you got to go find it, 
you'll have to consult with your lawyer and your lawyer is basically going to say if you get hit baseball's not responsible for your injuries and they're not liable yeah. right so as a parent you make the decision whether you're going to bring your children to the game or not one more one more time you broke up my friend as a parent you're going to make the decision whether you bring your children to that game or not because everything's right. in black and white you're at a risk there's right a- right so i don't think major league baseball has had PSAs to tell us about P, uh, assume risk at the ballpark. Like I said, they've kept it in microprint for 108 years. As you said earlier in the show, Sean, most fans are looking at uh, foul balls with fun and catching a, beer, a ball with a beer or catching a ball with a baby, you know, like a fun, cute thing. Most people don't think foul ball flirting with danger or death. If they did, I don't think they'd bring their four and six year old. Right. That's why I'm looking to create the epiphany of outrage. Once growing families realize what's happening today in the minor leagues, which I haven't gotten into as of yet, and mm. once they realize they brought their growing families to uh, an arena or a ball or ballpark where they were part of a week, where they could have been part of a weekly or a biweekly discussion, uh, a discussion uh, 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 to a trip to the emergency room. Uh, they'll they'll think again. They'll say mm, maybe we were having good times under false pretenses, and maybe if we knew in advance about this, we would have been like, wait, they didn't tell us in advance. No, they didn't. You well, mean they didn't have to? No, they really didn't. They just had it in a little microprint, and it barely went mm-hmm. to your imagination that that was a possibility. Well, well Jordan, um, Jordan, that's that, that's interesting because you know I I went to a, a Trent Thunder game maybe. I think it was two years ago. I took, you know, our son was there, and we were, we had seats behind home plate, and even though we had the net, I mean, there was a lot of balls flying around there. So to get onto the minor league thing, because minor league games ultimately you're you're very close, to the, you're very close to the action. So so what what differentiates between the minor league and the minor the major league games for you? Sure. So what I did in 2020 and then 2021 in 2020, before we shut down with COVID spring training was opened and I called all the spring training facilities. I called, including Clearwater. I connected with all of them. Um, And at the time, 16 of the 30 MLB teams in the grapefruit and the crack cactus league in Arizona and and Florida, Mm -hmm. 16 out of 30 were hosting games with no nets past dugouts. It may have been 23 or 24 ballparks altogether, some of the teams share. But the 16 teams that were hosting out of the 30 were hosting home games with no nets past dugouts. Manfred's been saying things for years. He said something in 2019, December 2019, implying major changes for 2020. You'll see significant improvements of many teams will be putting the nets all the way down to the foul pole and other and other things. So what did I do in 2020? I conducted my own phone survey, and I found out what I found out. Then I called in 2021, um, I called nearly 100 minor league ballparks. The minor leagues were reduced a little bit from 160 to 120. Right. Actually, that's a lot. It's actually 25%. But it was reduced greatly. But still, 120 affiliates of the major leagues 
major leagues are paying the salaries of these minor league players. I made my calls. I asked simple questions, learned a few things. First, I learned that at least 42 out of the nearly 100 box offices I connected to, you can check on my website on the minor league report, foul ball safety now, at least 42 planned on hosting games this year in 2021 with no nets past end-up dugouts. Where did that little girl get crushed in 2019? Mm. Past the end of the dugout. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found that something worse, the, the worst defender of them all, was Peoria, Illinois, which is an affiliate of the Cardinals. And they were actually hosting games at the beginning of this year. They told me the Nets were on order, if you want to believe that. The Nets were on order, but they still were operating their business without Nets over the dugout. In 2021, the Peoria Chiefs started their season and may be ending their season with no netting at all above the dugouts. That boggles my mind. Check out that Tampa Bay video. Check out that Tampa Bay video that I have up on the website, Mm. which shows what happens when a ball comes six inches this way. As a franchise, how are you not doing everything you can to make it safe for your fans? Oh, well, you, who, I, I'm doing what I can. I actually even rented an airplane and, and a towed a banner. We got local eyewitness news over there on two occasions. That was interesting in a couple of articles. <laughs> just don't have um, Holiday I, as the pilot. What's that? What did you say? I just, can... just don't have Roy Holiday as your pilot. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that was controversial. That's a sad story. And I also rented an airplane um, over the Field of Dreams game a little over a month ago. Oh, no. Oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah, because I, I, it said Field of Screens, Nets, foul ball safety now. Oh. Just trying to bring awareness right. to the website to say it's time. You know, this fantasy that they're staging in Iowa, all those people that have been named – and there's about a five or six people that keep on coming back to my virtual Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. And that's Erwin Goldblum, whose wife was killed at the Dodgers yes, game. Yes, 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 yes. And a few other people, actually two teenagers, who one was four and one was ten, were both slammed and inches from death. One has a long-term attention deficit order, neurological. And the other one, fortunately, is a little bit better. That's including Erwin and they've come to the press conferences. But it's really about getting these folks' mission statements out there. I believe next year, if, if I can meet this goal, then we've done a good deal at foul ball safety now, which is they plan on hosting this game next year, again in 2022, this game in Dyersville, Iowa. But I want the citizens in Dyersville, Iowa say, don't stage your fantasies here until – you make right with all those victims. And you know how these victims feel? I'll tell you how they feel. A lot of them who are hurt, including one lady by the name of Jenny, who got who lost her eye at Shea Stadium off the bat of Steve Henderson. And funny story, or not so funny story, when she was in the hospital, she got visited by Joel Youngblood, who was also a vet for a while. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, and, yep, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joel Youngblood... When, when Jenny was 14 years old and in the hospital with a, a, an eye that no longer is functioning or, or was taken out, he said to her, she said to him, where's, where's Steve Henderson? And she, he's, they sent me instead. 
and she huh. she was quoted and she's she's going to be in my book. I won't give you her last name for the moment, but yeah, her right. last name is in the book. And um, yeah, when the book comes out and there's many eyeballs that are ready to read, I'm excited to to share all names, including a couple of ESPN reporters who talked to me. There's so many people inside the game. But getting back, that probably need to be addressed, this question, the double standard, because players tell their own families to sit in certain sections. We need to survey the broadcasters uh, and the baseball writers yeah, and expose yeah. the double standard because they don't tell you honestly when you're watching the game, you know, oh, if that poor schnook gets hurt, he's not even covered for his medical. They don't do that. Yeah, they don't tell yeah. you that, uh, unfortunately. But in, in the matter of Jenny, it has long-term damage since 1979. It's been in her life because when she became a mom, she stressed out. She didn't want her teenager playing or a young person playing baseball, a young son playing baseball, because it's just the people that have been hurt. They, they don't get their medical bills paid for. Baseball shuts them down. They're bitter. They don't even turn on the TV anymore and they won't accept an apology unless it's genuine. But baseball cannot do that. Apologies only genuine if the problem is now fixed and it won't happen to anyone else. So I believe with foul ball safety now, based on some independent studies, good some good ones I thought by NBC News and by ESPN. Well, the NBC News one in particular, um, they equated 800 plus injuries over seven or eight years from 2012 to 2019 but only four of the 31st eight independent contractors complied with the study. So the LA Times guy, I'm glad he broke it down. He said about 4,500 people probably refor- reported to first aid at major league Jeez. games between 2012 and 2019. I'm not saying they all had busted eyes. No, but you know, cuts, tails. lacerations. Yeah, whatever it right. may be. But how many head injuries, concussions, lost eyes? 100? 60, 72, 184 right. life-changing injuries that we are going to learn about. And hopefully they'll find me a foul ball safety now. And getting back to the Dyersville game in Iowa, this Field of Dreams game, I hope the Iowa citizens learn what I'm beginning to learn and say, you know what, stage your fantasy someplace else. The good folks of Iowa don't need you to stage a fantasy. You make right with all of those fans. And that means abolishing the baseball rule and giving these people reparations and giving them some dignity. I called two weeks into this campaign, guys. You can check my website at foulballsafetynow.com. I self-published like an article every week from August till November of 2019. And it didn't take me too long to say no Hall of Fame for the baseball writers because they're journalists. This is a full-time journalist. Just mm-hmm. because you're a baseball journalist doesn't mean you should not report about it. And also, the no Hall of Fame for you. Don't celebrate yourselves. Enough of this praise ourselves society. And also, all owners should be forced to sell the team immediately. I compare baseball to big tobacco. It's on my website. I have a lawyer. I double-check everything I'm writing with my lawyer if it's going to be a little bit controversial. But no owner should be entitled to, to run a team when they know it's not a matter of if, but when. They know it's in the foreseeable near future, whether it could be the next at bat in the Mets Phillies game tonight, which I don't even want to talk about. Or <laughs> Why not? Or, or, What's the matter? What's the matter with tonight's game? 
Because Zach Wheeler is pitching for you guys. Yes, and, he is. But the Mets had he, old owners. So you miss him, out. don't you? I know you miss him. Of course. I mean, the guy was rehabbing for like four and a half years. Yeah. And then he started <laughs> But the Mets had the same owners. So, well, that's not good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but getting back to Steve that Aaron. Field of Dreams game, that's what I do right. hope we need to do. Well, Baseball never had integrity, guys. And well, I'm so, even taking shots at the players because look at the website on the foul ball report on the minor league and the major league report. I put all the quotes on top of each other so you can see what players have said, usually in the aftermath. And they, they stress and they don't want their own family sitting there. And how about those 5,000 minor leaguers also right, have to bear the burden right. knowing they could be the next one to do the maiming. But they're not going to blow any whistle. They want to be major leaguers. Well, it's up to guys like Tony Clark who came before them. He's a union president. Make it right. Mm. Do the right thing what? already. And stop having young kids have to compromise their integrity. They'll tell their own mom and dad and knock on wood. I mean, I got a couple of minor leaguers to talk to me and go on the record. And I'm not done yet. I will be getting in touch with more minor leaguers when the off season's when it comes off season, I don't want to talk to these minor leaguers during the season. I don't want to get into their head. It's enough that they're dealing with it, and they tell their own mom and dad, and they probably have a conflict of interest. But whatever. But once the season is over, I'm going to hit these guys up on Twitter and say, now I don't mind getting in your head and making you, you know, go talk to right. the psychologist. Any crap. Band well, together and protest. They get paid two and a half cents an hour. Which Jordan, one of our one of our listeners had a good point. He said it's yeah. not it's not just foul balls. It, it's yeah. it, it's the shattered bats. You know, mm-hmm. the the shattered bats that are flying in the, you know, flying into the, into the stands and the, I mean those could Maybe less shattered bats. Maybe less shattered bats. I mean, there's 53,000 foul balls that go into the, that that are fouled off and maybe 20,000 of them reach the seats. I I maybe there's a 40 or 50 bats that go into the seats far more than they should be. But we're talking 20,000 to 40 or 50. So, I mean, I hear what you're saying. Uh, There are shattered bats that go into the seats. I don't know what the number is. It's not my department. But maybe less because. But the Nets are still helping. You know, I mean, the the Nets Nets are are helping. Maybe the bats. Yeah. But like I said, minor leagues, State of the Union, horrible. 42, at least 42 that I know of. No Nets pass dugouts. Little girls get crushed, past end up dugouts. Right, right. So status quo in twenty twenty one terrible. Yeah. So uh, Jordan Ryan Corner Pub Sports, thanks a lot for coming on. This is very interesting. Um, so outside of putting nets all the way around the stadium, because um, even like you said, the Gene Carlos Stanton home run, one hundred six yeah, miles. Yeah, I just saw that. So yeah. so out, outside of putting nets all the way around the stadium, mm-hmm. which. Me personally, I'd be against. But right. outside of putting nets all the way around the stadium, mm-hmm. like what else could you possibly do here? Sure. Like, like, like well, what else I, are you I, advocating for outside of that? I have had a first time discussion in the first time forum where we all have an opportunity to, to voice, but it's only this conversation right here, right now. Nobody within baseball is going to ever entertain a town hall kind of deal. Right. The last thing they ever right. 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 So right. that being said, we could at least raise some questions with a legitimate forum. But right now, I I remain the undisputed narrative, and maybe I'll sell a book, but the problem won't be solved because I could call it anything we like, just to get people thinking, "Oh my God, who's this guy? 
saying this about baseball. I'm the guy. Nobody else is disputing me. But, you know, haven't come up with a book title as of yet. But, yes, um, how about an independent netting council of architects and engineers, right? Mm -hmm. They just do a field visit to, all that, to, to Citizens Bank, if it's still called that, or City Field, if it's still called that, which I think they're both still called. Amazing, huh? Same names for 10 years. Yeah. But whatever it may be. They come down. They see everything. They tell us how far, how high, how high. They tell us. No children should have ever, ever, ever been here. Or you know what? Maybe it's okay to bring children there because the balls come up and the balls go down. But this is above our pay grade, guys. We're just, we're just citizens of, of, of the baseball world that are trying to make some observations here and trying to go common sense one-on-one -on -one and try to engage some more folks that are, you know, it's above our pay grade to, you know, to, to make these conclusive determinations. But... It's certainly worthy of bringing forward to those so-called right. experts. Okay, you know, so maybe, so, maybe so, the pediatrician world may have something to say about it. Maybe the the independent engineers and architects from the regulatory agency tells baseball certain things that nobody's ever told them. So basically, like if I got it right, like what you're advocating for is Major League Baseball to just look into a solution for it, as opposed to just kind of brushing it under a rug. Well, they can't do the solution. They're just as bad as big tobacco. It needs to be somebody needs to come in like a government agency, a regulatory agency, say, you guys have been doing this piecemeal thing for the last five years. You hadn't done anything prior to that in 100 years. Get the heck out of the way. Well, it, it, Bye, guys. It, it, it is interesting, you Jordan. Try, you don't just, this is a commercial business. You don't, you don't try to sneak in a fast one on fans anymore. And that's basically what they were doing with the microprint. Imagine if somebody hacked the scoreboard of Citizen Bank Field and put up that microprint on the scoreboard. These families would be like, honey, we're going to customer service. We're out of here. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, what they yeah. bring the, We'd be bringing, uh, we'd be heightening people's awareness. Well, it, Are we worthy of microprint? And maybe they would be saying no kid should have ever been allowed here. It's crust and mud no, on your face no, all the way do. around, guys. That's the legacy of baseball. We can't turn back the clock. Baseball had an opportunity in 1970 to come clean. They could have had an honest discussion. They said the situation with Alan Fish is not every half century. People are coming inches away from this kind of thing all the time. We need to do something before the regulatory agencies come in. But guess what? The regulatory agencies still have not come in, and it's a half a century later. So right. I'm, I'm hoping to get families pissed and outraged. I do have two petitions at the website, Foul Ball Safety Now, one to repeal the baseball rule, one for more nets. All this stuff could happen. There's been a case in Illinois that's pending. Eddie Rybarski, Eddie Rybarski got smacked big time in the face in 2018 in Chicago. And there's a, there's a law, a judge is allowing a case to proceed, which is not often. And that's good. And the judge is saying there's a term called willful and wanton. Willful, want, on is how it's spelled. And it implies that baseball had prior knowledge that the nets weren't far enough, which I'm saying exactly. So for that, I want willful and wanton to become a household name for all your listeners and let them, all your listeners start thinking, I mean, baseball knew they never really went as far as they could go. 
Yeah, I think so. And that's what the judge is saying in uh, this yeah. particular case. Now, I, I, so will say, I, w- I will say yes. it, it is interesting, though. I, I, it is yeah. interesting that, that hockey made, yep. those, made these changes, what, 15 years ago, where they expanded right. the nets, and baseball just did it this year. Where Well, they didn't do anything. They're just doing piecemeal. And there's nothing mandatory about it. They right. fall well short in minor leagues. <laughs> Are, you know, are, balls may not travel to 106 every day, but they still travel at 99. Are, are there any major league ballparks that who who have not expanded their nets to the ball boys or girls? Uh, I think so. I think so. If, you, if I haven't done this report in a while, and I hadn't spent six months six months on it, I spent a few weeks on each one. The major league report and the minor league report. If you go to the major, if you go to the website Foul Ball Safety Now, I, the major league report. You can see that the fans are not even asking for nets because only three out of the 30 teams really provide any kind of nets or transparency on where the nets are for the seating charts. And oh, even in the really? even in yeah, and even in the minor leagues, when I was making my close to 100 connections in the minors, and I found out that at least 42 had no netting past dugouts, people at the box offices. Sometimes I was even speaking to general managers because it was COVID and. You know, you call the local minor league team and whatever state, and you're speaking to the general manager of the team. He's doing everything, or she's doing everything, and they tell you where the nets are. They'll tell you, you know, you're the first person to ever ask me about that. So obviously, 40 million fans are going to minor league games. Maybe that was the last recorded right. number in 2019. Um, 70 million fans going to America, America, uh, major league games. So how many of them? Getting, it's not really in our DNA yet. We're not asking for it. We're not demanding it. If we were, all the 30 teams would have seating charts with netting all throughout the seating charts. And in the minor leagues, you know, I wouldn't be getting more than one occasion, a few occasions where, oh, you're the first one asking about where the nets are. Ah. So families, I believe, have been coming to games under false pretenses. They're not thinking, they're thinking foul balls and fun. They're not thinking of foul balls. Am I gambling with my child's life? I don't think anything close to that because there's no way. And if Children's Services saw that microprint up on the scoreboard, they would have come and they would have gotten the epiphany a half a century ago because it's sort of been under the radar. It's like nobody sees this microprint. Right. And cases don't go anywhere in court, but for the most part, usually you don't make it out of your lawyer's office. Sometimes it'll go into the early rounds of court. And then the judge will say, sorry, folks, can't help you. Plaintiff, you got no case. And then once in a while, like I'm glad this Rybarski thing's happening, uh, when baseball gets nervous, there's a process called discovery. I have a saying, when Manford took the keys from Selig, Selig said to Manford, who's a very smart lawyer, you make sure those secrets stay secret. You make sure that door stays shut at MLB headquarters. And that's all the secrets that MLB has never had to share because it's never gotten to court or discovery where the where the plaintiff's case proceeded and discovery was revealed because that's when baseball makes a, an, uh, an offer you can't refuse to the plaintiff. So you need the right plaintiff, the right lawyer, and the right judge to go all the way so discovery will see the light of day. 
and then again, crusted mud Wait, will you, be shown. You mean you on. mean you mean to say that baseball has held secrets from the fans? That is never <laughs> that has never happened ever ever ever. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. this is the this is the issue that I'm involved in. And, you That's know, good. There's, there's going to be some recognition or daggers coming my way. And of course. Cool. So so I got a secret. So yeah. Jordan, um, <laughs> I don't want this question to come across the the wrong way i don't yeah, want, yeah. i don't want to sound disrespectful at all no of course not but it sounds like like if i'm getting this right that you're more interested in the conspiracy of major league baseball covering this up as opposed mm-hmm. to the true safety of fans um i don't know i think they go hand in hand but i'm interested in it at all yeah um okay yeah uh, i don't know there's really no agenda it's just evolving into like Common Sense 101. I've had a couple of baseball writers that basically hung up the phone on me because it's me telling a journalist that they should have been reporting about this for years, and they don't want to hear about it because they don't want to bite the hand that feeds them. Same thing with the broadcasters. That's tough. That's tough. That's my call. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I can understand it. Like, if you know, you, you call up Jason Stark, you know, who, by the way, lives like five minutes down the road from me here. Uh, you know, you call up Jason Stark and you're like, hey, Jason, you know, you really got to, you know, pin, pin this on, you know, write, write this in the uh, athletic, you know. He's gonna be like, dude, I, I'm getting paid by these guys. I, I, so I, I get that. I do understand Yeah, that. it's a tough. That like, is a tough pill to spot. They're putting a tough spot to yeah. truly report what's going on right. when they're getting paid. But that wine over the years, I mean, right, Jeffrey right. Jacobson's daughter at the Yankee game was, you know, right. two years before the little girl in Houston. Right. I right, mean, right. you know, this is. This is horrific. Yeah, and yeah. If yeah. families had any clue, you know, at the end of the day, in Japan, it's all about respect and dignity, and they really do. They really do things that America does not do. They probably yeah. have as many baseball fans, and they have any balls that reach seats in in areas that may be somewhat risky, because uh, I don't believe they have very risky exposure. Uh, except the, there are some sections where they call it the excitement seats. And they will allow probably only adults to sit in sections. Oh. They provide you a glove and a helmet. And maybe you sign a waiver that if your yeah. face comes off, that's your call. Yeah. But I think that's the way it should have been forever, forever here in America. Well, and, yeah. and no kids should have been brought by their families. And, you know, it's a double standard. I'd love to survey Costas or, or, or Rosenthal or, uh, or Passon or any of these guys okay. and just say to them, you know, on an elevator and on the airplane. And they yeah. were like looking to get out of there. That George Mike can sit next to you know long. Because it make them think about the double standard. Right, right. You know, Passion so, actually Passion was on PBS shortly after that little girl got hurt. And he said all the right things. And it should be up to another agency telling us where the Nets need to go. But you know, that's very short lived. It's only like in the aftermath. Why isn't he circulating some real discussion about this? Why isn't ESPN hosting a town hall? At the website, ESPN produced something amazing, actually in line with what I'm trying to do with foul ball safety. Uh, they, they produced a five-minute video, probably costing fifty dollars or $100,000 to produce. But for two years, for, you know, for the first uh, few months, it was great. 750,000 views, 4,300 engagements. But the, the 18 months after that, it's Shut not being promoted up! anymore. I spent more than $1,000 on that video to promote it. I wanted to find a, a, a viewing audience again because why wasn't ESPN promoting it? I think they got 
a little flack from MLB. MLB probably said, all right, you did it. It's done. Now, please don't continue to promote it. And out of those 4,300 comments, guys, you can check 80% of the fans are still naysayers on nets, and they're still blaming the person for not paying attention. And management perpetuates that as well, saying, oh, we have signs up, or you need to watch your kids. You can't, that little kid can't get out of the way of that 106-mile-an-hour ball if his daddy was sitting next to him at the, the Yankee game, and that was 300-something feet away. Um, it comes at you probably in a second, 300, uh, 106 miles an hour. And we're talking about foul balls past the end of nets. I mean, come on, man. I'm just like, you know, so I'm kind of fed up with baseball. Um, I'm even calling for no Hall of Fame for players. I know, I know. But still, they, they right. never, you know, Tony Clark and, and, and the union knows what the 5,000 minor leaguers are going through. And they know that they don't care about their souls. They don't care that these guys are wrestling with their consciences every day. You know, nobody wants to be the one to do the maiming. That's why I don't blame Almora. If the team psychologist was really doing this job, the night Almora slammed that little girl, he said, dude, don't be pissed at yourself. This is all of us. We're in a dysfunctional situation here, man. You got two options, man. You quit because I wouldn't blame you if you did. Or you get together with your brothers and don't play the next day. That's all I got yeah. for you as a psychologist. No. But what they, if they understand the game, what, they, what can they tell you? That's so, what they can tell you. Now, if Elmore was all alone with it, then shame on everyone in that organization. So, Jordan, so you, you have a book coming out. Um, we got we uh, we have a little bit of time left here. Um, I appreciate no, that. No, 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 we Thank appreciate. You. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have you have a you have a book coming out. You don't have a title for it yet. You've been working on it for a little while. Yeah, no, no, I'm still collecting stories, you know. And I feel like since I don't have much such social media as of yet, listen, I got some great earned media. Just toss the panties until June of 2021. Right, I had eight months of publicity publicity from non-baseball journalists. Or maybe some of them covered sports, but none of them were beat writers, as far as I remember. But People Magazine, LA Daily, LA, LA Daily News, LA Times, Boston Globe, some good mentions, but still does not move the needle. We're not on the front page right, of any right. news magazine kind of thing. Sports You got a tight story. little man pussy on you, don't you? Down on this guy, Matt Martell. He interviewed me. He interviewed some of the people I introduced him to. I'm grieving with his editor as we speak. We have a meeting next week to say, why wasn't I even mentioned? Why didn't they give me seven words in the 5,200 words? Please check out the article, August 10th, 2021. I was hoping that this was going to be the one to put foul ball safety in this discussion in real, in in the people's minds. Now, yes, this, this article was about foul balls, and there are some good points in there. But, you know, I'm not going to get into it with you. Uh, that could be for another show on okay. some of the things that they discussed. But for all that want to read it, um, I think I should have been mentioned. We're still working on getting some mention in the digital space on that article. Because I think the communities who are reading this should know that I was the guy who contradicted Manford in 2019 when he made this statement about significant change and improvements. I called them out in 2020. I say, that's enough. 30 teams were still hosting spring training without no nets past dugouts and minor league ballparks. And Matt and Sports Illustrated 
mentioned that the minor leagues had issues. They didn't go into it at all. And that in itself should be worthy of front page of some sort of Sports Illustrated kind of cover. That the minor leagues, nobody cares about the fans over there. They certainly don't care about the emotional well-being of young folks who tell mom and dad to sit behind their nets. But what are these young players, 5,000 players, going to do? They're all going for the six or 700 jobs. They're not going to put their back down at home plate and walk, walk away and do something on minor league this week in baseball. If anyone watches minor league baseball? But whatever. They're not going to do anything like that. They want to be major leaguers. And I understand it. And that's why Tony Clark and the union and these guys that are multi-zillionaires should be saying enough. We, we went through it as you know, minor leaguers 20 years ago. We're going to end this. We're going to end it now. And they don't do that. So, yeah, more more on that anytime. And, uh, you know, happy to come back or, or please invite somebody who can represent a different side. So I will not remain the undisputed narrative. Um, I'm trying to do things. I'm renting out airplanes. If anyone has expendable dollars. Oh, good for you. And chip in with me on the next airplane rental. Please do. Give me it costs a few thousand dollars to make a statement like that. Right. Well, Jordan, we uh, we thank you so much. Check out foul, foul ball safety now. It's dot com, right? Correct. Foul ball safety now dot com. Yes. Okay. yes, indeed. Thank and then when you. when when Jordan's book, uh, Jordan S K O P P P Scott, his book comes out. Be on the lookout for that, and uh, he'll be bringing you awareness to the issues around the major and minor league ballparks as far as fan safety goes. It's opportunities like this that are so important. Um, and thank you so much for having me. And, you know, fans, uh, I, I certainly am looking forward Fuck to. Fuck you. I'm trying uh, to help you, know, you motherfucker. Engage with me. If you know anyone who's been hit by a foul ball or if you want to share a story uh, off the record, on the record, I am working with a writer, um, you know, hired done for the, for the sake of clarity, uh, it's all good. Uh, so he's helping me with the book, but he's also helping me conduct professional interviews. But I'm happy to have a first one-on-one call anytime. Just go to foulballsafety.com. Fuck with my ass, man. Shit. We thank you so much, Jordan, for joining us tonight. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the night. Thank you again. All right, you take care, sir. All right. Never have we done that before, what? by the way, but the, that shit. What? But the sound effects. Well, that's because we had enough. <sighs> All right. Like, shut the fuck up. If <laughs> shut up, you motherfucker. You. Shut the fuck up. If you're looking for um, <laughs> jewelry. For, oh, God damn, dude. Dude, that fart stinks. Yeah, that's what I think of that interview. <laughs> what are you smoking? <laughs> What's that, bro? 
<laughs> if you're looking for uh, jewelry for your wife, Damn. girlfriend, side piece, check out Banny Jewelry. B a n n i Jewelry dot com. Or whatever the fuck. Use the uh, promo code Corner Pub Twenty Five. You get twenty five percent of your order. You can get necklaces and it's a whole earrings. conspiracy. Hey. Earrings, necklaces, uh, rings, whatever you want. Banny. Jewelry.com, B A N N I Jewelry.com, Corner Pub 25, 20%, 25% of your free order. I make love to you, but I got a soul, Joe. <sighs> Man, I, I don't I don't know what to fucking say. Like, I feel bad, but. No, you don't. Enough's enough. Yeah, shut the fuck up! Oh my God, that was fucking brutal. Yeah, like, that's worse than listening to the wife. All right, we're going to have some fun right now. All right? Oh, wait, wait, wait hold on. Before we get to. <laughs> Peterson said, thank fucking God that's so <laughs> <laughs> Like, enough's enough. Like, like Shut up, you self-promoting jetbag, you. It started off nice, but fuck. I actually had a question I wanted to ask. Yeah, I, I don't mean I that actually that did have a question so for did I, but And I, the beat goes on and on. I don't mean to dis- be disrespectful, on, but... On. The, but that Sean's he, playing shit sounds as he's talking. But he's um he he's completely more interested in the conspiracy than safety. <laughs> Brian, he so yo, when you were upstairs going to the bathroom, he played you got a nice little man pussy. <laughs> so this this poor little kid, I was like, Oh good for you. Giggity giggity giggity. I mean, I, I missed it. Never mind. Forget right, it. Who cares? Alright, it doesn't matter. Fucking All right. scop. What's his last name? Stop. I didn't say nothing. I'm just asking his ass name. Stop. All right. <laughs> I still listen back. Oh, I can't wait for my parents. I want my whole family to listen to that. Yeah, let them In the listen. middle, was like, yeah, so this one kid was hit by a foul ball. Uh, you remember that girl's name? She got hit by a foul ball. You got a nice little man pussy. You got a tight little man pussy on you, don't you? <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> But All right, let's move on. Come on. <laughs> but there was, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you right now, the people who download this show and have no idea that the caller came. You know how many views the dude might get us? It stinks. Dude, dude has a huge following, man. Yeah, but it, that interview was terrible. It was awful. It wasn't. That it bit. wasn't terrible. No, it was fine. I was I was interested. I was really interested. I feel like a piece of shit. Right. Come, like you gotta stop this. Let's move on. <laughs> I feel like a, I've, no, run I, it, I've run it a plane. That's okay. As long as I have holidays, your pilot. He's like, <laughs> yeah, it was a, that was a tragedy. You know what else was a tragedy? The fourteen-year-old boy got hit in the face yeah. with a foul ball. <laughs> yeah, it was fifteen years ago. Brian, you're irritated. No, let's just I, move on I, from it. I am. That was 45 fucking minutes too long. Yeah, I... I I, I, I feel bad. Like, uh, I, I get no, it. No, you don't. I, no, I do. I get it. And he, he's going for a good cause, but... The good, good... Right, it is Jesus, a good cause. It is a good cause. Jesus for Christ. For reasons. It's but, 20 minutes a good cause, not 45 and 50 minutes long. But he, he's also more worried about his brand than the actual safety. Right, that's why I said... Just toss the panties! <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> Fuck you, Ben. 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 Where the fuck you been? In the basement with your mother. (laughs) (laughs) 
Eric Desjardins oh, is my nice fuck one. you, Ben. Good yeah. call. Eric Desjardins, all-time He's great. one of the best defensemen the Flyers ever had. So he won the Stanley Cup in 1993 with the, with the uh, Montreal Canadiens and then was headlined. He was he part was, of the Claire trade, right? Right. So um, so he was, he was basically trade, traded. Um, well, first of all, before we get to that, while he was with Montreal in game three of the Stanley Cup Finals, he scored all three of Montreal's goals as his defenseman against the Kings. Yeah. When when they hit Wayne Gretzky, yep. by the he way, he had a rocket of a shot, man. It was all that the game was also marked by Marty Masur's illegal stick penalty. That, oh shit, that was that yep. same game, yeah. And that game completely turned the series in Montreal's favor. Yeah. In 1995, Desjardins was traded to the Flyers with Leclerc and Gilbert Dion in exchange for Mark Recchi, a third round pick, who ended up becoming Mark Mark Hollenberger, which so basically became Recchi yeah. for those two. And uh, he was the face of the fucking Flyers' defense. Um, he he won seven Barry Ashby trophies in his time here, and were annually given to the Flyers' top blue liner. Um, he uh, he made a couple All Star teams. Um, you know, he he was three hundred ninety six points, second all time Flyers defenseman. Fantastic. Um, Desjardins became the captain once Lindros was stripped from the captainship from his complaints about the Flyers' medical staff in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not offer him a contract in 06, so then he was going to resign with Montreal, but they decided to retire. He now runs his own business. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot the most important part. January 11, 2007, uh, before the Flyers played the Canadians, which is fitting, uh, they honored him um, and presented gifts, and then they uh, retired his number a couple years later. So, um, so Eric Desjardins is, you know, absolutely one of the Flyers' all-time best defensemen. Absolutely. Of all time, he, so. he, he's one of the all-time great Flyers. All-time, 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 all-time. Like, there's there's a few players that were on that era of the Flyers. That's Desjardins, LeClaire, and... I don't care what anybody says. Lindros is one of the best flyers ever. Um, oh, I, I, and, I and a, love Lindros, man. And another one. Um, You're forgetting about the whole Legion of Doom line. That, no, no. I said LeClaire. I said Lindros and Michael Renberg. But Re- Michael Renberg's not one of the greatest flyers ever, though. He was good for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Rod Brindamore, like in that era, like another, like one of the, Best flyers ever. Chris um, Terrian was great. Yeah, oh, he for couldn't years. keep his cock in his pants. No, that was actually Lindros who was fucking his wife. That's why. That's yeah, why yeah, Brenda Moore got. Lindros was fucking Brenda Moore's wife. That's why Brenda Moore got traded. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, come here, baby. Yeah, there was. Um, take your clothes off, baby. <laughs> take your. Just toss the panties. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that um, Eric Desjardins, he's. He's up there as one of the best Flyers defensemen ever, man. He's up there. Fucking Gary. Gary's fucking. You fat bitch! You fat bitch! You fat bitch! Yo, so Gary's Gary's come around a lot lately. Like he, he he's repairing his relationships with the whole family and all. He's he's really come around. There was a couple years there where it was not good, but. Uh. He's really come around and repair relationships with the with, with the family. So, 
he stops at the house every week for a visit. And every time he walks in, if my sister Debbie's there, as soon as the first thing he says, you fat bitch. Do you really? But Debbie cracks up laughing. Yo, she loves it. She loves, she loves it. it. But she only loves it when she doesn't see it coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Gary's one, we all love Gary, but Gary's one that'll go on and on with a joke yeah. and just keep doing it. No. No, he doesn't. <laughs> but when, when when it's a surprise and you don't see it coming, my sister cracks up. She loves it. She'll come in from work, Sean. I'm sitting here with my mom well, and dad, Brian, my grandma, having coffee. She'll come in from work. As I can't wa- hear you. Can you hear yourself? As, as she's walking, you in, as she's walking in the door. Jesus Christ! Hey, you fat bitch! <laughs> She'll just drop her shit. Oh, fat bitch! That's great. Well, speaking of a good joke, I am not drunk, man. You trying to make me drunk? Yeah, it's I time am. to catch up on some things you may have missed. Do you Got think a six pack is, is acceptable? Wow, What's how you drunk. want a cheese steak? I'm drunk and I love cats. What more do you need to know? I'm fucking. So, while you were drunk, we got to start off with this. It might be the greatest joke of all time. And it's one of the all-time underrated comedians who passed away this week at the age of 61. Yes. Norm Norm MacDonald. If you guys didn't hear this before, just sit back and enjoy. This is his appearance on Conan O'Brien. I know I heard this. It is. This is priceless. Amazing. Your material comes uh, from the, from the news. Is that right? You know. No, some of my material comes. My strongest material comes from real life. Real life. Like for instance, today I was driving in a, a car. Mm-hmm. You were kind enough to bring a car to bring this old chunk of coal here to the studio. <laughs> we send we send cars for our guests. Yes. Yeah. So I got in it, and that's I, you know I get material that way. So my. Driver, what do you mean? What, what, how do you get material that way? You get in the car, and what happens? Uh, my driver tells me a joke. <laughs> The driver we said to pick you up told you a joke. Yeah. And you're going to tell it now on the show. Yeah, that's how I get a lot of my material. <laughs> okay. Why don't we just have him on next time? Uh, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Oh, wait till you hear me do it. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy, he goes, uh, uh-huh. he, uh, I say, uh, I'll be the guy. Okay. Uh, a moth. <laughs> a moth goes into a podiatrist's office. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. Right? You are correct. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office, and uh, the podiatrist's office says, what's the problem? And the moth says, what's the problem? Where do I begin, man? He goes, I go to work for uh, Gregory Olinovich, and uh, all day long I work. Honestly, Doc, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know if Gregory Olinovich knows. He only knows that he has power over me, and that seems to bring him happiness. But I don't know. I wake up in a malaise, and I I walk here and there. The podiatrist says, oh, yeah? The moth goes, yes. And he goes, "Uh, at night, I, I sometimes wake up, and I turn to some old lady in my bed that's on my arm. A lady that I once loved, Doc. I don't know where to turn to. My youngest, Alexandria. She, she fell in the, in, the, in the cold of last year. The cold took her down as it did many of us. And my other boy. 
And this is the hardest pill to swallow, Doc. My other boy, Gregario Ivinolidovich. I no longer love him. As much as it pains me to say, when I look in his eyes, all I see is the same cowardice that I that I catch when I take a glimpse of my own face in the mirror. If only the cowardice was stronger, then perhaps... Perhaps I could bring myself to reach over to that cocked and loaded gun that lays on the bedside behind me. And then this hellish facade once... How long a drive was this? Do you live in the valley? Where do you live? Please, sorry. He says, Doc. Sometimes I feel like a spider, even though I'm a moth. Just barely hanging on to my web with an everlasting fire underneath me. I'm not feeling good. And so the moth, the, the doctor says, Moth, man, you're troubled. But you should be seeing a psychiatrist. Why on earth did you come here? And then the ma said, because the light was on. <laughs> this guy, dude, like, dude, is that not, like, the way he would, like, be awkward and he would bomb on purpose. My congratulations to anyone who stuck it through to the end. <laughs> like, is that not one of the greatest Fucking jokes. So, so Norm. What? <laughs> that. Oh my god. Yeah, like, like he would like oh. just tell the joke, and he's like, you could almost see him improvising it, like as it's going along. Alexandria. Yeah. So I'm this moth. Well, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like. Oh man, he was he was amazing. He was Norm Macdonald. Yeah, man. I'm um uh Turd Ferguson and uh like <laughs> found, his, found his hat backstage. It's funny. So so as of today No it's not. Yeah it is cuz it's cuz it's oversized. So as, as of today in uh California um, murder became legal. <laughs> like <laughs> Dude the best he's like the best though. He's like Charles Woodson. <laughs> That's on the weekend report. Yeah. Charles Woodson, congratulations. Uh, your first ever um, uh, uh, defensive player to ever win the Heisman Trophy Award. Uh, no one can, no one in this world can ever, ever take that away from you un- unless uh, you kill your wife and, and a waiter. <laughs> and fucking, Woodson's like, no, man. What the fuck? Yo, when he was on Weekend Update. And he cursed. He said the F word. And then fucking the following, oh, the following week, he's like, note to self, in case I get fired for cursing on the air next week, last week, I'm going to take this job. I don't even remember what it was, but dude, like he. Well, he used to do that on, on the, in, the, in the movie Dirty Work. Yeah. That was yeah, his big yep, thing in Dirty yep, Work. Yep. Yep. Oh, man, he was fantastic. All right, so while you were drunk, also. Ryan Braun, the, the noble baseball player he was, put out a very nice message to the world, 
that he was retiring after 14 years and that I am so sorry and... Fuck you. I am so Fuck sorry you. this all happened and... Fuck yeah. you. You got a dude, a regular dude, who yeah, all he did... All he did was transfer fucking dr- uh, the piss samples. Mm-hmm. Like, you take a piss test. All this dude was did was transfer them. You got him fired. He had one. You got him fucking fired because you failed a test and you, you thought it was not a only conspiracy. That, anti-Semitic messages. Yes. Yes. What a fucking scumbag. You, you lost some poor schlub. His job, who's trying to provide for his family... To, to, to sacrifice your own fucking career because you're a piece of shit. And guess what? You never had the same year you never. had before when you got, When you got caught fucking, fucking uh, choosing, yeah. you were never he, the same player. Complete piece of shit. So fuck you, Ryan Braun. Hope the door hits you on your ass. And, uh, you know. Fuck me, my yeah. ass. Yeah. Fuck you, too. Ryan Braun. Least- I got to say, I... Th- don't even remember you being in the league since you got caught juicing. Yeah. So, like, yep. I thought you retired five years ago. Lisa Bynington for has become the first female play-by-play announcer hired by the Milwaukee Bucks. Congratulations. That is awesome. Yeah. The first female play-by-play in, male, in, in pro sports. Right. Hired full time. I don't think it matters. I really don't think as long as she knows what she's talking about uh, so. and she's got the right voice. Like like uh, from from what everything from everything I've heard, she knows the game. Yeah. And she has a good voice. And, and it sounds like the majority of the people, you know, of course you're gonna have your haters. Right. But the majority of people are very, very happy about this. Like very happy about this. So uh Demarcus Lawrence is out indefinitely. Huge with huge, a broken foot. Huge, man. He's yeah. on IR, so he, you don't know when he's coming. But that's huge for this division. Yep, big time. Huge. So, yeah, the the uh, Cowboys lose one of their biggest pass rushers. Their defense already still looks no better than it did last year. Yep. Um, and they're losing a bona fide pass rushers. Uh, that's, yep. that's huge, man. That, this uh, division still might be wide open, man. Two flyer stories for, fuck, for uh, while you were drunk. Um, As we're on the Flyers, I don't know yeah. if you're bringing this up, but I'm just... I'm about to, yeah. The Flyers are the second major league, uh, uh, major sports team to be 100% from top to bottom vaccinated. completely vaccinated. Yep. How about that? Well, how about that? All office personnel, the all players, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How about that for the Philadelphia Flyers? Good for them. Major applause for them. I don't give a fuck if you disagree with the vaccination. Then, uh, you know, I got I got I got words for you. You're a fucking asshole. So I'm just going to put that out there. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. That's the way I look at it. So I don't care what the fuck your feelings are now. It's FDA approved. Go get your fucking vaccination. Stop being an asshole and go get it. That's the end of that. I did my part. Go fucking do yours. Um, and also with the Flyers. Pretty cool. The fans are 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 up to a vote for the goal song for this year. Yeah, I haven't heard the songs that they're. Yeah, doing. I, I know. This is probably all fucking. It's probably like my morning jacket yeah, and like not, fucking yeah. whatever, you know. Fucking but it's whatever. up to the fans. But it's cool. Like, yeah, it's up you know, to leave the fans it up to the fans. For, yeah. So the fanatic ninety seven five the fanatic here in Philadelphia post the uh, thing. Fans, blah, blah, blah. 
The first comment is, that's why hockey sucks. That's why hockey's awesome. That, what do you mean, that's why hockey sucks? Why does hockey suck? Because, it's the most interactive sport. Because the fans are going to pick the goal. So why does that suck? That's a cool fucking thing. You're right. How many... Uh, I know I'm in the minority on this panel. Did this motherfucker leave? No, he's fucking... I, I know I'm the minority on this panel. He might have. But, but I'm tired of Rocky being played at the Eagles games. No, it's... Dong. I'll throw down. Dong. Like, I'm done with that. Sure, I'm a, a much bigger Rocky fan than you are. We know years, this. 40 years old. But I'm starting to lean your way. Like, it, it, it's 40 years old, like it's you said. It's 40 years old. Stop. Like, 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 can't we come up with something else? Right. Uh, a New York Giants fan <laughs> found maggots in his ketchup on his hot dog this past weekend. He posted a picture. There Out are, of the ketchup packet? I, no, out of the, I guess out of the thing. Oh my god! Literally, literally, like so. When I say the thing, for those who didn't see what I did, uh, you know, when you go to stand, you, they have to stand this? in the middle. What you do this? This, yeah, it looks oh, like so, your butt. Yeah, oh, but so it goes the like, thing that makes you look like you're getting a blowjob. You, oh, you push the, down yeah, over yeah. and over again. Yeah, like you grab her hair. And, right, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. You do. <laughs> you do that. Um, he starts to come and then he pulls out. You push down on the thing. Um, yeah, apparently maggots got poured out of that mechanism in the middle of the uh, giant in MetLife Stadium, and so apparently. It was so all- speaking of a blowjob, right? Well, I'm just gonna say it's the second worst thing that happened that weekend in Giant Stadium this weekend. So go ahead, continue. Well, speaking of a blowjob, fellas, listen, your girl will love it when when, when she has to put a tampon on because she's got the fucking the, the the fucking blood coming out, right? Oh, all right, cool. It's a blowjob coupon. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. She'll love it. She'll love it, man. What do you? What do you? What do you do? What do you mean? What do you do? It's like when you see her fucking grabbing a tampon. Yeah. You're like, ooh, look at that, a blowjob oh, coupon. Oh man. I'll let you know how it works out. Yeah, for me. yeah, you know. I think it might be that. Yeah, it might be that weekend. It might go well. Evander Kane in the San Jose Sharks has finally admitted that he's been gambling. He has a gambling addiction. However, he has not admitted that he has been gambling on his own team. That's crap. He appeared on Outside the Lines this past weekend to discuss a, uh, a variety of topics, including his addictions to gambling and his estranged wife, Anna, who has completely um, thrown him under the bus, like most women do. Um, basically said, you know, you're, you're a fucking dirtbag. You've been spending your money on gambling and you bet against your own team. And he said, obviously when the allegations happened, I understood the magnitude of them immediately, not knowing what was going to happen next, but confident because I know that's not true. I knew none of what she was saying was true. I was very confident, comfortable at where I was knowing that I was going to be ex- exonerated and I'm going to be exonerated of those charges. So he had no problem saying that he has a gambling problem, which, you know, look, we all have our fucking vices, right? We all Michael Jordan has a gambling problem. Yeah, mine is going back to my dad for rape. So that's my that's my fucking vice and you have your vice, Ryan, which is uh dogs. 
Gary is drive-wise drunk, and Mike is his wife. So <laughs> those are our voices, and we're... <laughs> Voices. Good thing Mike doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> he will in the best of. Dude, I think Gary left. Yeah, he did. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah, he rolled. I said, hey. Is his phone over there? I hope it is. No, he rolled. No, he fucking ass. He's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> Who leaves? Three. F- you know what? He's not walking back anymore. He's done. He's done. He's out. Three weeks in a row, he just fuck. He doesn't say anything. Just freaking leaves, <laughs> asshole. He has a fucking segment still, cocksucker. No, he doesn't. And that and that's basically why you were drunk. So you got popcorn tonight. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you got corner pop popcorn tonight. It's two thousand three, and that's gonna end the show tonight. It's ten thirty. Yep. Holy shit! Right. Wait, someone's at my door seven minutes ago. No, that's some dude talking to your wife. Fucking asshole. I'm, I'm giving him shit. So 2003 is Corner Pop Cop. No, no, cop, cop Corn. Cop Corn. It's too that. <laughs> corner Pop Cockhorn. Cockhorn. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So I had a guess. Oh, by the way, while you were drunk, Dave Peterson had one. While you were drunk, Bryce Harper has hit 21 of his last 22 games. Oh, really? He's had had a hit in 21 of his last 22 games. I didn't know that. But he's batting no, three. I didn't know that one either. He's batting 314 with a uh, 1.055 OPS and 77. No, it's not. He no. doesn't have 77 no, RBIs the in his last, last 22 games. Yeah, the, the last, that'd, be a, that'd be a world record if he had the 77 last RBIs. Mo- the last 30 days, he's batting 316 with uh, 16 homers and 31 RBIs. It's fucking insane, dude. It's insane. All right, we ready, 2003? Yeah, let's do it. So my, one of my guesses was Terminator 3, and apparently it's not in the top 10. It's not in the top 10. I know what number one is no. I'm not going to give it away. All right. Number 10, Bad Boys 2. Still still the best one of that franchise. Sean, I was incorrect. <laughs> Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines is number 9. Okay, so it was in the top 10. Yes, so I knew yes. one of them. All right. <clears throat> Hold on. <clears throat> Matrix Revelations is in the top. Ten. No. It's not far from it. Okay. But we'll get there. Uh, All right. Number eight, Chicago. I actually saw it in the theater. Oh, that, was that, that was actually released. Peterson said 77, 77 RBIs in a season. Yeah, not in the last 22 games, you silly goat. <laughs> number seven. I love this movie, dude. Elf. That came out. Hold on. That came out at the end of. Maybe it came out in 2002. No. Uh, it came out November, Christmas time. There's November, no fucking way it was. November, November 7, 2003. Dude, that movie's fucking. It is. It's all right. Santa Claus is. Santa! I know him. <laughs> it's all right. I'm Santa Claus. No, you're not. It's all right. <laughs> he beats him up. It's an all right movie. I love that movie. Number six. 
<laughs> Here we go. I know him. He just got it. I know him. <laughs> Number six, X2, X, uh, X-Men oh, 2. That's actually a really good one. That's a good one. That might be one of the better ones of yeah, that franchise. That, that's, yeah, that's probably the best of the franchise. Might be, yeah. yeah. Number five, Bruce Almighty. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that, shit. That yeah, did that, that well. Comedy yeah. doing, okay. Number four, this is something you were alluding to earlier. The Matrix Reloaded. Oh, okay. All right. But the other one's not far off the top ten. Oh, because they came out of year apart. Yes. Yes, remember they, they came out of Europe. They apart. did the Matrix, and then they filmed these two at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Um, number three, Lord of the Rings, Return, oh, Return of the King. That's right. That came out around that time. Yeah. Okay. Um, There's the no, second one. Number two, Pirates of the Caribbean, Kurt, the first one, Curse of the Black Pearl. That's the second one. No, it's the first one. What's the second one? Is um, what the fuck's that one called? It's a, sh- it's a one when he gets put in Davy Jones' locker at the end. That wasn't called Black nah, Pearl. No, Cur- Curse of All Black right. Pearl is the first one when he loses it, his ship to the um, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking Barbosa. I thought that was the first one. Okay, so yeah, you're right. Uh, the number, cur- the second one, Johnny Depp loses his cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you hear the story about how he? Played Dead on. Man's Chest. Dead Man's yeah, Chest. That's part sec- two. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Dave's got it. Yeah, he's, Dave. He, the, me and Dave have had conversations. With Dave's him. writing all capitals too because he's like really excited. Yeah, about he's this. a he's a big um, Dead Man's uh, Chest and World's End. I saw those two. I never saw the fourth one. I seen it. it it's good. It, it's not comparable to the first three, but it's good. Okay. Um. Number one. Finding uh, Nemo. Finding Nemo. Yeah, Nemo. Yep. It's actually not a bad movie. No, it's all right. So, as we were talking, number 11 is The Matrix Revolutions. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow, so both Matrix movies. Yes. Wow, how about that? Okay. So, um, where are you at with the new Matrix? The trailer, what do you think? Um, I- I'm going to watch it. Yeah. How I, uh, you, like, I love I the love Matrix. The Matrix. I-, I was disappointed by the third one a little bit. I, I didn't like the ending. I, don't I thought the ending was tremendous. I think that's what saved that movie. Really? Yeah. I love the way that ended. Uh, I was, dis- I was okay. depressed. Um, he went blind and shit. Like, yeah, spoiler alert. Nemo. You know, Nemo. <laughs> Nemo. Nemo. Nemo goes blind, and um, uh, the lesbian tries to find him <laughs> by the smell of her pussy. So he's like, oh, is that fish? And he goes to find her. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I just thought it was cool, like, he let, like, Smith take him, and then the fucking, the machines actually killed him. Like, like yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah. I, like... That was, he sacrificed himself. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that she died the way she did. Right. And, like, that was right. fucked. That was fucked up. Um, nah, it was, a, it, I was depressed by the ending. And, you know, if they would have ended it that way, okay, fine. Now they're bringing them back, and, like, how they rejuvenated yeah. him back. Yeah, like, I'm... Because they're... Re- you know what? You want to make cool? Um, the Matrix reset. You call it Matrix reset, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, okay. Instead of resurrection, like yeah, what, yeah. what is it? Halloween. So he's actually dead. Halloween and resurrection. Res- right. All right. Um, so I'm optimistic. I'm uh, definitely going to go see it. Um, I just I, I'm 
I'm a little confused on how it works with him coming back. Actually, what Peterson just said is one that I'm really excited about. What? Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, absolutely. That looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that, that movie looks awesome. Yeah. Matrix, I'm like, what's happening here? Because I'm, you know, there's so many questions that you don't get answered, yeah. you know? So. But the movie, the movie. So Halloween is the first movie I'm going to see in the theater in the last two years. Ghostbusters, I will definitely see. And Matrix, I'll watch at home. But in two weeks, Saints of Newark. Saints of Newark. projector. Yeah. Yes, sir. Can't wait for that. And in two weeks, we're doing the show. Uh, hopefully, uh, yeah. As long as the show. weather holds up, right. we're going to do it at my house. Yeah. Um, number 15, the only reason I mention this is because the franchise is going on so long. It was the second Fast and the Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious. That was fucking 2003, the second one. Uh, yeah, I hear you, Sean. I'm out. I, I watched. I seen the first one. Haven't seen one since. Um, number 21. You get your dick and your pussy all covered in shit. <laughs> number 21. Um, this is not a bad remake. The Italian Job. I like that movie. Yeah, so do what, I. What, the, all those, the, the minis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was actually a good movie. And Charlize Theron. Yeah, she looked all right. Ed Norton. Norton. Yeah. Wahlberg. I like I that movie. I think I found a twin full movie. That was a good movie. Number 29. Um, this may be an underrated opinion. Um, I think this movie is excellent. The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. That was actually a good movie. That's a great movie. Dude, I, I didn't realize I saw that many, that many movies in the fucking theater in 2003, but I guess so. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, that's a yeah. good movie. Uh, Freddy vs. Jason, number 33. Yeah, I was actually going to watch that over the weekend. Yeah. I was too drunk. The movie sucks until the last half hour. You know what? It's not that. It might, you know what? I say that now. If I watch it now, I might be like, ugh. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Yeah. Number 37 is Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, which Jesus came out the year which came out the year before. Wow. Number 38. This, this may be uh, Will Ferrell's best movie, old school. Okay. You got to keep our composure. Debatable. <laughs> Let's go shaking. <laughs> Bring your pink hat, Snoopaloop. Snoop a loopy cause him. Um it's a good one. Number forty, Kill Bill Volume One. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um I love the Kill Bill movies. And the only reason I'm mentioning this, forty eight Gothica, because Angela Lena Jolie gets fucked in that. All right, I here we see go. That one. I saw the other one where she was with uh, Antonio Banderas. That's Gothica. That's not Gothica. No, no, it's Ethan Hawke in Gothica. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see Gothica. There's another one with Antonio Banderas hitting her missionary style and a big ass floppy titties flopping around. All right, dude, number fifty three. The only hint I, this has a historic meaning on our show. Oh man, I don't know. That my daughter. Oh, really? Mystic River. That my daughter. Yeah, Mystic River. Wow, that was a. That's a great movie, dude. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Yeah, Uh, that was a tough one. I don't know if there's any more worth mentioning. (sighs) Just scrolling through real quick. Yo, speaking of Sean Penn. This man smelled like a pack of Marlboro cigarettes. Totally. Shots of Everclear alcohol and regret. Totally. Um, There's really. 
There's really not. I say, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, there's really not. All right. Any more worth mentioning. So that's our show tonight, guys. Um, we are, um, you know, we're recording plus sports, a bunch of assholes doing our thing. And uh, as always, we, you know, we gladly want to thank uh, Mr. Uh, Gary Shee for joining us tonight for, um, <laughs> for 20 minutes of the fucking. Thanks for stopping by, bro. Thanks for stopping by. And yelling at me because I debate with you a little bit. Yeah, what the fuck? Getting all mad at you and shit. Uh, we want to thank our listeners who are listening live tonight, who chimed in. We want to thank Jordan Scott uh, for joining us tonight for Foul Ball Safety Now. Check him out. Check out that website if you're um, worried about your kids getting injured in games. And if you're worried about um, falling asleep. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot something. What? While you were drunk... I got a hole one last week at a golf yes, course. Yes, he did. Give this man his props. A 230 par four. I got an albatross. I got an albatross. Uh, hit a, hit a uh, shot to the left. Didn't know if it went in or not. Uh, went down to the green. My uh, uh, stepfather-in-law ended up finding it. Pulled it out of the hole. And, uh, yeah, so... I got a double eagle, first ever hole, uh, uh, hole one, probably my only hole one in my life. So it was a fucking amazing, it was an amazing. Not moment, many people so. that could say they have one though, dude. Especially a par four. Par four. Yeah. It, 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 when it, was, it happens, it's usually on a par three. It was fucking cool, man. It was. I thought it hit the trees and, and that was it. Here it went, hit the trees, but fucking must have slowed it down enough to go into the hole. I don't fucking know how it happened. I don't care. So that's all I care about. Well done, man. Congratulations, Thanks, man. So that's it. We're going to end the show on that note. And uh, fuck Gary. And um, we'll see you guys next week. Next week, we have SG Carter on the show. He's going to give you some MMA betting tips. And uh, Dave Peterson just said, Always a fun evening. Sorry, Mr. Last Week. We're glad to be here. Have a great weekend. Now we're in a fall season. Fly, Eagles fly, and way to go, Sean. Good job. Thank you, sir. You're a good man. And I'll catch up with you in two weeks. Um, I'll be down the shore next weekend. So um, two weeks, my house. We're going to do a show, and then we're going to watch Saints of Newark. Yes, it's going to be a short show in two weeks. Yeah, that's for sure. We will see you guys next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're Corner Plus Sports. See you guys next week. Peace out.